0: everybody to the easy mojo podcast as always this is bg brian Gilronan and dp
1: daniel peterson what's <laughs> up everybody
0: <laughs> oh good times and today we have a very special guest we have joe machere what's up machere i'm gonna no. butcher machere? his name just it's like Macharette. it yeah. is Macharette. i knew that i said it yeah. right the first time yeah yeah um Joe is uh besides being an amazing human being, a very handsome man. Stop. Uh a new uh just bought a new car today. I'm very excited. Oh no, stop. And um you Gonna know that's private. private too, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh Joe's a really gifted musician, y'all. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't really I, I I'm kind of in awe of this 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 man right here. I mean, um kind of any string instrument, I'm sure we'll talk more about your other musical abilities but um singer songwriter does solo stuff does the tillers does joe's truck stop does the northern kentucky bluegrass band does truck stop waterfall and many many other projects Mm -hmm. in between so we're we're really lucky to to snag him for one evening here to do this recording thanks for having me yeah thanks for being here here. i'm kind of amazed you were available (laughs) yeah hey man i was gonna make time for (laughs) y'all oh yeah it's gonna be a fun one all right joe so you know not everybody knows who you are we're trying to get your your stuff out there obviously so tell us about you where uh are you a northern kentucky cincy guy yeah okay sweet yeah i was born uh north of cincinnati Mm -hmm. neighborhood called montgomery
2: Mm -hmm. sims township Mm -hmm. uh grew up there and uh now I live out on the west side, out in Sailor Park, about 10 minutes from Indiana, right nice. on the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. You can see mm-hmm. the hills of Kentucky from my front porch. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it's nice.
0: It's a nice spot. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Very good, very good. So what was, you know, growing up Joe's life like? I mean, was music always part of the <clears> deal? <throat> How did that come about? Yeah, music was always a thing in my
2: life. Um, my mom was a really talented pianist and... uh My first memory of her, and one of my first memories in my life is of her playing uh, this upright piano that we had in our music room. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember those piano benches that you could lift open and there'd be the music inside. Yes, Yes. my aunt had one of those. One of those, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Uh, everybody's aunt had one of those. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, my mom would pull music out and read it and play like, you know, obviously the most beautiful classical music and Mm -hmm. I remember being probably three or four years old and knowing that she wasn't like reading a book mm-hmm, she was like mm-hmm. somehow transforming what she's like seeing on these on these book out of these books and like and recreating it on the piano and it, and it, and I remember having that like idea and concept coming to my head where I was just like I don't know how she's doing this but somehow she's using the books there and you know mm-hmm. I just I have a really vivid Something's memory of it happening that. yeah yeah and so I was I was already interested uh from a really young age mhm and then uh, <clears throat> my older sibling started playing piano, mm-hmm. and and then I was right there after them. Nice. started up playing piano when I was five. five. Five years
0: old, wow. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when did, uh, you know, I talked about strings, but what else do you play? I mean, guitar, fiddle, obviously. Yeah.
2: Um, so I started on piano, and then when I was 10, I made a deal with my dad that if I played the at the time what i called the violin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for one year that he would get me either a guitar or a banjo <laughs> i wanted a guitar <laughs> or a banjo he said i had to play for at least a year so a little on the fiddle or violin before you I were could. 10 i was 10 okay. and uh
0: so a little negotiation with pops yeah <laughs> and so
2: i remember like marking the days off on the calendar mm-hmm. and like running <laughs> once i was done with my stupid year of violin <laughs> i could finally play the guitar or the banjo I was so excited. and uh, Here you go, dad. Yeah, and then uh, I just remember back, he was just like, what's this? So I was like, I'm done playing the, playing the violin. It's <laughs> one he was year. Like, he was like, no, you're not. And then <laughs> I didn't get a guitar for years. Ah. I didn't get a banjo till way after that. Uh, but I, I, he made me keep playing the violin, so then huh. <laughs> after a bit there, I started picking up the guitar and the banjo, mandolin, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the bass. Um, yeah.
0: Did you... I mean, you play a lot of bluegrass, a lot of americano That's that is definitely the wheelhouse. um, Mm -hmm. That I first got to know you, you know, you know, seeing you with the Tillers and, you know, Joe's Truck Shop and all truck shop. I can't talk. (laughs) Joe's Truck Stop. Yeah. Proper enunciation. You're on the record, man. I know, right? We'll talk about that later. Um, But, you know, did you so playing viol violin? Did you ever, before you got to guitar and, and banjo and on and on, was there any inkling of, oh, I want to play this like a, you know, quote unquote fiddle, kind of had that folk music in you? Or was it always like classical, this is what it's going to be?
2: Um, I didn't know uh, for years that I could do anything but classical music. Oh, okay, cool. I wish I did. Like, I yeah. feel like that's holding back kids all over the Ooh. country, if not the world that like maybe can't connect to classical music the same way. Okay. And you know, have no idea that they could be playing all these other styles on their stringed instruments, mm-hmm, whether it's mm-hmm. jazz or blues or bluegrass mm-hmm. or old mm-hmm. time or whatever. And so uh my first introduction to that stuff was <clears throat> my dad, uh he is from Russia. Mm. Oh. And so he That's cool. He, and he never really listened to much music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he listened to. That. I mean, he would listen to some classical music here and there. Mhm. And he listened to uh, the Gypsy Kings. Oh, yeah. The Gypsy Kings. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then he would ironically tell people in his thick Russian accent, I love the Dixie Chicks. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be silly, you know, because he had this thick Russian accent and people would always be like, really? Really? Like obviously, like it's a joke, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't remember ever listening to the Dixie Chicks. That's like amazing. But uh, my mom, um, she uh, she passed away when I was young, but she oh, was no, a man. Yeah, she was a really great musician. And yeah. so uh, uh, the only thing I really, the only reference I really have for the music that she was into is that I found some old notebooks of her and, like phone books oh, okay. where she'd like name certain songs she likes. She would just like take a note of them, oh, you know, wow. and then write something yeah. down and. And so like I found a couple of them and and, and been like, "What? Oh, that's cool." And you mm-hmm, know, and then gone yeah. looked up some of the
0: songs and stuff. So, could you um, tell us, not to get too personal, but Uh,
2: man, it's been years. Yeah. I just remember um being surprised by kind of like uh how far out some of it was. It wasn't like stuff that's that was that mainstream, but mm-hmm. there'd be like some really cool 70s, 80s R&B. Oh, cool. Um some like old rock and roll songs that she would find. I don't even know how she would find them, you know. Mm-hmm. I have no no idea, you mm-hmm. know. Um but anyhow, uh, so yeah, so then uh, another thing for finding, you know, all the bluegrass and stuff, um, I went to a, a Quaker music camp for like seven years, seven summers, what? Uh, called Friends Music Camp. Okay. A, a Quaker music camp. Quaker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's still around, Friends Music Camp. It actually moved. It used to be in Eastern Ohio oh, okay. uh, on this Quaker boarding school's campus mm-hmm. uh, only. School and now it's over in Indiana. Oh, Um, okay. uh, Definitely, uh, if if there's people listening that have kids, look into it. Uh, Friends, Friends Music Camp. Okay. Shout out Friends Music Camp. Shout out Friends Music Camp. I'm sure it's not that different from when I was going there because the uh, just the spirit of it uh, was so special. Um, I definitely want to give a real proper shout out to Friends Music Camp. Awesome. Uh, rest in peace to peggy champney who was one of the founders of this oh, place man. and she passed okay. away a few weeks ago oh geez and uh she's just a really special person in my life okay. um for mm. numerous reasons and uh so well, thank you love peggy. Her. thank you peggy oh, um and uh so anyhow i went to this camp and a lot of my first like really inspirational musicians that i was around were people that were at this camp, like uh, Brendan Cooney, Mm -hmm. who's an amazing musician, who's traveled around doing a lot of different stuff, and Martha Hyde, and uh, Peggy's daughter Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and her husband. Um, So anyhow, uh, Friends Music Camp, I got to see a lot and hear a lot of different kinds of music. That was probably one of the first places I I just saw people jamming, Mm -hmm, I saw mm -hmm. banjos being played, I saw all these things happening. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of led me down the path until I was a teenager, and then slowly, I got into, like, classic rock stuff. I got really into Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was, like, oh, my yeah. favorite band for a few years, mm-hmm. uh, my high school years. And uh, But I kept looking into who they were inspired by. I was always thinking, like, I always had this like, mentality that, like, the older stuff is going to, like, give you the most answers and, like, okay, I don't yeah. know, give you the most, like, uh, cultural relevance and, like, you can learn a lot and, mm-hmm. and the, that the best music huh. was old. I just always had this weird concept that the best music was older mm-hmm. music yeah, and that there yeah, was, yeah. like, you know this endless amount to discover and and see That's these and find these things that kind of defied your ideas of culture. It's and, like an and adventure, you know. It's totally so to discover.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: <clears throat> excuse me. Let me grab a sip here. Oh, wet,
0: wet your whistle.
2: But uh, yeah, so when I was in high school, uh, the internet was pretty prominent at this time. The Wikipedia internet. was a thing. Damn. And uh, I can't tell you how many nights I would just like get on the computer and be on Wikipedia and just like read it like an article about or read about electric blues guitar and mm-hmm. then click on like all the guitarists that were mentioned and like have new tabs and then like f- look through all of them and figure mm-hmm. out the ones I liked and check them out and I would do this for like all kinds of music and mm-hmm. I was just like really just like I wanted lots of information and knowledge and for whatever reason uh, and one of the things that really stuck with me was uh, was old country bluegrass mm-hmm. Uh, old time music I was mm-hmm. slowly getting into um, so by the time like I got done with high school I would say that and actually it's on a do you remember Last FM oh yeah wow. it was yeah. like an app yeah. type before apps yeah, yeah. Uh, where like it would count how much of something you listen to right? oh right right, yeah. right. and yeah. so I remember that my top five most listened to uh, musicians and bands at the end of high school was Towns Van Zant. John Hartford, tribe called Quest, mm. Parliament Funkadelic, <laughs> and uh, I can't remember what the other one was. But you know, by that time, like I, just from my own like seeking out of new styles, I kind of found all these things. And once I was ready into that stuff, um, I went to a fiddle camp, <laughs> which for fiddle players out there and bluegrass musicians they all know what fiddle camp is it's, oh this is a thing, <laughs> a thing. this the is actually name a thing exactly camp. no 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 fiddle like, there's like a lot of different fiddle camps uh-huh. I, I went to the mark o'connor fiddle camp because i okay. saw a pamphlet for it all right i well, was I came to a junior you. in high school yeah. and i was like it was at the it was at my high school and i oh. was like oh bluegrass fiddle i'll go check that out because like yeah. i, I kind of knew what bluegrass was but i didn't like i had no idea what anything else about it and uh, so I just went and jumped right into it and that was kind of my first uh, way of learning tunes and meeting people mm-hmm. that I'm still friends with and um, you know played a lot of tunes with back in the day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I just rambled for a while but all these things kind yeah, of had no. to come together now for, for me to be this like uh, it's weird, a- weirdo that like loves all this music and wants to uh, Right, and I I, yeah. I
1: remember, uh, what was it? Several years ago, with Crystal Peterson and the Queen City Band, we did a uh, King Records. Oh yeah, yeah. that's how um, we. Met. That's I think show. the first time I met you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like twenty sixteen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know something like that. I don't know. I don't we know. did a few shows together. It yeah, matter. yeah,
1: but um, yeah, and I, it was just like you know, review show of all these King Records uh, songs, and you kind of you know we kind of did the the funk R and B route, mm-hmm. yeah, and the truck stop went, you know, obviously more blues, country, country, bluegrass. And stuff. I was amazed at like how much history you had under your, you know, just just coming out of you about all these songs. <laughs> Seriously. And what, I mean, like what what, uh, what drew you to that kind of historical music? I mean, I know you were talking about how you know, looking back kind of, you know, to older musicians gives you information about what you're doing now, but what what was the initial draw to that? Because you were 10 years old and you wanted to play banjo, you know, yeah, and, and I, I think that's really interesting, you know, mm-hmm. like was that music in your life Where like what drew you to that?
2: Man, I, you know, the banjo thing is interesting because I didn't really, uh, I had to think about that some years later. I was like, why did, why did I ask my dad for a banjo? Like mm-hmm. I, bluegrass wasn't that apparent in my mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. And, but I do remember – my first year, and then like after I thought about it for a while, it kind of bugged me for a little while. And uh, my first year at Friends Music Camp, there was a dude named Ben White, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. and he he was taking banjo lessons. He was an upright bass player. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time I remember being like, oh, that's badass. <laughs> and so... Uh, Can I cuss? Yeah. I uh, didn't think about that.
0: Uh, let it go. Should I ask you that
1: before? Let or? it all fly, buddy. No, we don't care.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: cool. Bullshit. shit. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> no so yeah
2: uh, I just ha- kind of just happened upon it and then like I don't know why I got that perspective about yeah. music and mm-hmm. even to, to like to this day I don't listen to a lot of new music mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What I hear a lot of music that I love mm-hmm. but like and there's certain things I definitely get like very stuck on uh, that stuff I'll hear and uh, music that my friends are making but I don't mm-hmm. I find myself constantly digging in the crates mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know whether at record stores or online you still have that
0: that bug the drive <coughs> to check it out excuse me
2: yeah constantly hmm. that's awesome yeah um, so I, I, but I wish I could tell you why I yeah. think I think it's I just like I think it was this natural thing like I was saying about Led Zeppelin earlier that like I was listening to him, and I was like, "This is the greatest music of all time. This is perfect. <laughs> this guy, Jimmy Page, with this, with that, with those licks, and the have you guys songs? heard of this band? And then <laughs> Robert, he had the greatest rhythm section oh of all time, you know. And Robert Plant is like wailing in these weird ways that you've never heard. And mm-hmm. so it's like all these things. It's so." Uh, when I heard it I was like I was I was seeking out the greatest thing mm-hmm. I remember I like I, I would like read these lists of the hundredth grade hundred greatest this hundredth greatest, hundred greatest guitarists, hundred yeah. greatest rock bands hundred greatest blues bands all these dumb lists of whatever person's <laughs> opinion when and all this stuff is subjective and yeah. I would be like I would read these oh, lists yeah. over and over again find them online Rolling Stone stuff you know when I was in high school I was just like I you know I had this kind of Weird idea that that was what was so great, okay, you know yeah. And so I remember like you know Led Zeppelin was obviously like one of the great rock 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 bands and, and they're you know, I got really into them, and not mm-hmm. just because like other I read somewhere that I should, like there's plenty of other bands I didn't get into that like, yeah I'm not gonna sit up here and on those lists. talk shit about uh, uh any bands that people love, but yeah sure. but I like fell sure. in love with Led Zeppelin, and then I was thinking, like, what drove them here? you know yeah I think that's what it is is that like you know it was this like natural progression where I was just like why how did they do what they did and then yeah. why and did then they do that? why were they so inspired and yeah. what inspired them so mm-hmm. then I was like naturally I was reading books about Led Zeppelin I was watching like bootleg documentaries yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. then you know learning about who they were into and, then and their personalities
0: like kept working back
1: yeah so totally. well, and that I mean Led Zeppelin if you get into it I mean that would take it back to the blues right yeah, exactly. You know? And so and is that's that kind of where exactly. Yeah yeah. Right. I, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I remember that uh, right after I got into Liz Zeppelin, and I got really into checking out what they were into. I, me and my dad went to Half Price Books, and I got a. Oh yeah. A Slim Harpo's Blues Dictionary. Love that place. Uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not Slim Harpo's Blues Dictionary. It's Willie. Uh yeah, it is. It is Slim Harpo's Blues Dictionary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah but and that was kind of like and that was probably like maybe 14 or something then okay. that 14 or something i got into i had this double album of blues stuff and then from the the i was like really into that you yeah. know and then i i started finding that intersectionality between blues and old country and hmm. and and bluegrass and so it was it felt it felt really natural mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh that that it all kind of worked out that way yeah um, mm. because now i just love playing all those
0: styles yeah crazy, man you know and do it quite well. Well, what was you know, fourteen year old you being that into old stuff? You know, qu- oh, I didn't there. have a lot of friends.
2: Was, is, is that you what you were gonna, gonna ask? ask? Is that what you were gonna ask? I was, I
0: was, it was a yeah. It was I did There's no, a long yeah. setup. I, I caught you there.
2: <laughs> I've been asked just, that before. Well, <laughs> it's just not you didn't your have any friends, typical. Did you? <laughs> I didn't no. say
0: it like that. Come on, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Beat you to it. Yeah, beat me to it. I this is a lonely <laughs> life. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't. (laughs) didn't. (laughs) You're just so you're so tickled. (laughs) I uh,
2: yeah. Well, I had a few friends I was I was able to connect with about certain things, and I think that that was actually one of the things like probably that kept us connected through time Mm. was that we had these experiences a lot of times in something music related. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. You know, I know that I can like think back to several friends that I might not talk to all the time, but if I like saw them, I was like, dude, remember that time we were listening to that mm-hmm. and that happened? Yeah. You know, music was a big part of the memories that we were making. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, no, I didn't have like a
1: lot of friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I did have some good friends, but you know, what, what, what? well, it seemed like you were kind of already working in a way, hmm. like at your craft, you know what I mean? You were busy. Yeah, I Yeah. Mean, Jesus, man. I mean, you know, what you were studying and what you were doing and yeah, you know, takes mm-hmm. up a lot of time.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And my, my dad was pretty strict too. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, there wasn't like a lot of leeway, uh, to get in trouble, mm-hmm, but I still mm-hmm. found so many opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I got in my own way too, uh, without a yeah. doubt. But, um, But yeah, you know, actually, like, what what definitely started changing was when I started getting a, you know, as far as, like, you know, it wasn't just, like, not having friends or anything. I don't mean Mm -hmm. to just, like, dilute it to just that simple idea. It was was that, like, I felt socially awkward. Mm -hmm. I felt like I came from this, like, immigrant family Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. one dad Mm -hmm. that, like, I felt like I said things that were weird I still do uh (laughs) I felt like I dressed weird I still do but like I now it's intentional but like then it was like you know I uh you know I was all hand-me-downs and stuff like we Uh, lived this really frugal immigrant lifestyle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh and so I always felt like man I wish I had some of those cool Nike basketball shorts and stuff like that but I never had them you know And you look like you're about to cry there for a second. I'm not. No, uh, I'm just, just listening. Like, Damn, so... this is tear jerking. <laughs> <laughs> give that boy his uh-huh.
0: shorts. Can you, start, can <laughs> no, you play film right yet, now man. and talk? <laughs> can we do
2: that? Uh, no. Um, but, you know, it. what's cool is that, like, if you don't give up on yourself and who you are and what you love, like, and you go out and you experience life, you're going to find people – that also love those things mm-hmm. you know and that's 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 been such like a special thing we're like years of feeling so like uh just on the outside kind of mm-hmm. and i still can feel that way but but now there's like a community of of us yeah you know yeah, of us weird outsiders yeah. you yeah. know and sure. like so yeah, man.
0: doing some pretty cool stuff totally yeah. you know yeah i mean so jumping to that what um you know, I think people would recognize your name most from the the Tillers. I mean, Ooh. that's that has a. Uh, you guys have had a lot of success, really. Like I would say, um, yeah. Well, like how long has that band been around? They've been around for twelve
2: years, 12 years, and wow. I've been in the band for around four and a half years. Okay,
0: okay. What were you getting involved with before that, like band-wise, when you start connecting, <clears throat> you know, doing that kind of thing? Because it sounds like you worked on, like Daniel said, your craft quite a bit. Yeah, Ed, uh, yeah.
1: well, I moved up to
2: Boston when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school there for a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, me and some friends started a band called Joe's Truck
0: Stop. Oh, and Joe's Truck Stop's the oldest no one. Oh shit, I didn't know so, that. Interesting, <laughs> damn! So this was like, uh, <laughs> cool.
2: yeah, so Joe's Truck Stop started in 2010. Wow. And it started, uh, it was me, Lucy Cochran, uh, Melissa Wright, Ben Walters, we were at the Gray Fox Bluegrass Festival, mm-hmm. and we were all gonna hop around some different Bluegrass no-time festivals that summer. Okay. Um, I think I was like 19 years old or something. Mm-hmm. And so we all knew we were gonna go to the Galax Old Fiddlers Convention, which okay. is like, the oldest music festival in the country. That it's was like, the, the goal. It was like, it's like 74th the third year then. okay, I think it's like it's in eight, no, I don't know, maybe like the 70th year or something. And uh, and it's got this huge contest. Like the main entertainment for people that don't play and want to jam with other people is like, go watch people in the contest. And there's like people that are insanely mm. amazing and people that like just uh, just wanted to get on stage and play some goofy stuff. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, we needed a band name we needed a band name to sign up with and uh, so me and Lucy had our our, the name of our campsite by way of Ben and Melissa was Joe's Truck Stop which was just like a tarp Mm -hmm. and a two by four holding it up over the bed of a pickup (laughs) truck and uh, Ben and Melissa called Joe's Truck Stop and so they we used that for the band name for this contest and then we went to Galax Virginia the next month and we competed in the contest as Joe's Truck Stop and we placed out of like a hundred Fifty registered bands or something. We got fourteenth place. Okay, Uh, and that was like, yeah, and I was, it was was amazing. I mean, that was like, I had one of my most like uh, life changing musical moments, getting to play on the stage. Mm. Yeah, in this contest, and I was pretty new to old time. I was playing mandolin in this band, and I just what would happen. This is a pretty crazy uh, thing that would happen. Was that you would. If you watch the contest and it's the band contest, especially old time, because there's like uh, traditional, it's traditional, you know, fiddle and banjo music, mm-hmm. but also there's traditional dance with it. That's flat oh, footing. Okay. And it's kind of like mountain clogging. Right. Okay. And it's called flat footing, and so there's uh, all these seats and there's these stands for people to watch this contest happening. And the band contests are Friday and Saturday night, big deal, and they have these huge dance boards laid out, which are just like plywood. Oh, boards,
0: okay, right? Oh, to make the sound for. Well, no,
2: it's just like they're just like laid out on mm. the straw and the grass oh, and the mud, okay. and what happens is like as the bands play, when a band is like rock and rolling and they're badass and mm-hmm. they are like flying, mm-hmm. people will jump out of their seats and they'll go to the <laughs> dance boards and they'll dance. <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's like the most. It's it's so natural. Like it's 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 like the okay. thing that you miss in like. That not happening in other venues yeah. or mishappening, oh, yeah. where like people don't just go dance to like rock and roll yeah. and great music and yeah, stuff yeah. that really like gives gets your energy up. You mm-hmm, know, people mm-hmm. just kind of stand there and bob their head. Maybe so yeah. most people just cross their arms and stand there and watch like a badass rock and roll band.
0: I know that you know. But here it was it, like it hurts. these
2: people want to continue this thing that they're all a part of and it's in their community, mm-hmm. and 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 they run down to these dance boards and they start running. And so when we were playing. Uh, I remember when we kicked off and we started, we were just playing this fast ass tune. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We kicked off and like people just jumped up and I just watched, like I'm holding the back beat playing mandolin Mm -hmm. and she's like, you, you know, you're on the off beats. Yeah. And I just remember watching these like waves of people's heads bobbing up and down, you know, on the dance boards. And I was like, and I could hear my mandolin coming Mm -hmm. through these huge speakers. Mm -hmm, And I mm -hmm. was like,
0: whoa, I'm making this happen.
2: Yeah, there's people <laughs> of all ages dancing yeah. and keeping some this thing alive that feels like mm. archaic mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. today. You know, and like, and it was just like a it was just this beautiful, really special moment for me. Where it was like where I really realized I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to make music that people can dance to, mm-hmm. um, and and make music that affects people. And like that was before I was even focused on writing songs. Because mm-hmm. then later it was like I found how I could get the same kind of out you know emotional reaction out of writing lyrics you okay. know before that it was like all musical where it was like you know it was like man this is this is like one way to really touch people it's
0: the performance aspect right yeah,
2: yeah. uh and just like well no i mean it's the performance the and it. that energy yeah but also like part of that was playing like dance music yeah too yeah. right the now, actual like, music
0: itself Yeah,
2: yeah which like a lot of a lot of stuff that isn't just like the kind of stuff you hear on the radio or something and stuff isn't really dance music. Whereas like a lot of older styles like were dance music, mm-hmm. you know, they were yeah. predominantly like for that purpose, you know, before like rock stardom and everything where it was about like screaming and freaking out about mm-hmm. your favorite rock stars before it was like, we're going to go down there cause that band's freaking killer mm-hmm. and we're going to dance our butts off, <laughs> you know? And it's like, so that I liked, I love that. I, th- that's like an attitude that's like a tradition that I want to be a part of keeping alive is is that idea that people should dance and like and let go of of these things these the chains of yeah, whatever what's the name of the town and uh what's that movie where they can't dance in the town? Oh, it's um, super popular musical. I can't think of it. Oh damn,
0: man! If uh, none of us can Flash remember Flash this, so, see this is this is what happens,
2: <laughs> uh, uh, that, y'all. This
0: is what happens when <laughs> Jeff's not here. We are flying, we are flying blind. How do I not remember this? Uh, <laughs>
2: it's a uh, it's like a it's one of the most popular musicals ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have brought up a reference without knowing it. <laughs>
0: Listeners, uh, you guys, you figured out. Jeff, edit this out. <laughs> Put this put this on the Facebook or Twitter, put it in the comments. I
2: was just reading Your homework.
0: an interview or someone referenced it too. Like it should be on the
2: tip of my I mean anyhow. You
0: can when it comes back to you midway through the next wherever we go, right, just yeah, shout it totally, out. Yeah. Just it'll come to us. Yeah. Well,
2: that's all I'm gonna think about now. <laughs> all right.
0: Hmm. So you're you were making the community happen getting people moving but then you found that writing gave you emotions too
2: yeah that's that was a thing (laughs) yes um it took a it took a while uh a part of it was also realizing like that I I kept there like I kept feeling like there were things I wanted to say but I hadn't had this experience of writing a lot yet and I I would come up with these little ideas that seemed poignant or like some kind Mm -hmm. of messaging that could be good for someone to hear or some good perspective Mm -hmm. um and I didn't really, uh, you know, I didn't really have a... I was always playing in band where I was where I was kind of like a contributor. I wasn't really, like, even thinking about writing yet. I was still getting better and finding what I wanted to do mm-hmm. on the fiddle, on the guitar, on mandolin. I was really finding my place musically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until a few years later yeah. that I regularly got to uh, writing. Um, hmm. I wrote a few songs between, like, 17 and... Uh, 22 maybe And then like after that since then I've written like 20 songs or something You know that I, that I like a lot You know nice uh, so I don't know it took a little while mm-hmm. for it to happen Yeah but uh, but since then that's been Definitely a big part of uh, My creative outlet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah I, <laughs> I, I feel I feel like the most out of being able to Share perspective and feelings And song um, and being able To share that with people and connect with people over those things. And I have like a, you know, my sense of humor that Mm -hmm. that's my own. And I have these other things that I love to draw on. And uh, so it's nice to be able to connect with people on something that to me, you know, it's like, you probably know the feeling where like you want to make a joke or you make a joke and you're like, People probably aren't going to laugh at this or mm-hmm. they don't at all, but to me, you, know, it was funny enough yeah. just to say it out loud, yeah, and right. you know it's what, what I mean. In the world, so man. like I kind of validate those jokes, and so you know, I just put those in my songs, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, someone comes up to me, and like, I get it, man, you know, or, or the concepts in my weird like philosophies about life, where like I just want to nerd out about mm-hmm. weird existential stuff with someone and they're not ready for
0: it,
1: you yep. know,
2: and like, so, so sometimes
0: I can just do it in a song,
1: uh. you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I remember. Um, I mean, I've seen you in in some of your different projects is, is awesome, and you know, unique in its own way. But watching you, I think I saw you do a show at the Comet, uh, a really cool venue in in North Side neighborhood in Cincy. Yep, yep. Um, you did the solo act, and it was pretty much you know, the Joe show. You just you basically told stories about the songs you did. It was like what what was that behind the music or. Storytellers or whatever. Oh yeah, I mean that was one of the most <clears throat> enjoyable times. See yeah, do your thing. You know, thank
2: you. I love I, it. I lo- I really like lo- I really love doing that. Um, and it's just been like a weird thing to find balance because I also like still love the make making people dance. Oh yeah, you know which I think mm-hmm. is this like at this point otherworldly sort of feeling that people get <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's so like it's just not the norm anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I I I think that everyone has like a special story to tell and i think that everyone has something unique to contribute and offer to like a a more positive future Hmm. and so I, i i i often really hope that by sharing my stories um and 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 what they've inspired me to say or do um will inspire other people to look at their lives um like a like a story you know where you know that what you're gonna do in chapter two is gonna affect you in chapter five Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. where you know that Mm -hmm. you have to be a certain way because there's this karma to it you know and like you know anyone can believe in whatever they want but I can get some peace of mind out of like having some sort of karmic conceptualization for how to live my life yeah you know because I'm not I don't have to feel the shame and guilt of being a Asshole, <laughs> you know what I mean, and and I think uh, that you know that reflects in everything too. Hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, man. I mean, forgot how we got here. That I'm glad I, we, I we did that right, Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, that's that that's you know we're that's really yeah. cool stuff. Thinking about well, the, your, the uh, message about thinking about your future and the person right, you want, and trying to, to be the, stories, the yeah. trying to be the person you want to be, right?
2: Yeah, and telling stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that there's a there's a lot of places to get inspiration, and uh, and you know, and, and inspiration can can be something inspiration to do something or just the inspiration to be more positive and mm-hmm, be happier, mm-hmm. you know. And Absolutely, yeah. So,
0: um, and that's a major theme of this show is talking about inspiring people like yourself. Yeah. And what inspires them? Which I we we've gotten a, a good amount of that, talking about wow. you know so much of your life. Oh what um
2: i feel like i should have made more jokes or something no i was rambling about you still
1: got time man it's oh it's good. All good
0: we um this might be a real devil for jeff to edit <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry <Jeff. laughs> whatever um joe you got your notebook and i know there's some stuff in there did you want to to reference any of that before i start asking you about current projects and you know all oh no that, that uh, stuff I
1: don't ha- Sorry, I didn't realize if we were still
2: in like interview mode.
0: Oh, we're <laughs> s- we're interviewing. We're doing our oh, thing. Oh wait, I just I oh, thought I you thought said this you uh... was like
2: Jeff was gonna no no I thought this out.
0: I th- <laughs> he may adjust. I don't know. He probably will now. He might. He might. I can but... hear you laughing, Jeff, <laughs> or cursing us. <laughs> yeah, damn it. But you, Joe, you have your notebook. Uh, I thought you said there was stuff in there that you you to not forget.
2: Oh no, I, I was just thinking that while I was being interviewed if I thought of something oh, I could write it, you
0: know? it so, down okay, there's so actually
2: did...
1: nothing in the notebook that, oh. no I've just said that that an everything i thought of no
0: yeah I would just talk too much I think that's a cool thing to do I mean you just so you just have that with you you just write down notes about like still what inspires you or what you find out there or...
2: oh well the notebook was very intentional for this purpose of, right. of the podcast hell yeah because I'm forgetful <laughs> Jeff cut this Jeff <laughs> Or keep it. It could be it's funny, I guess. Uh, good. This might be...
0: All right. I, I ruined <laughs> it. This might I be the beginning of the, the B-side.
1: A, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. All right? Uh, DP, say this. Here's us. something that I think... Um, you know, I'm a drummer, right? And Drummers, other types of musicians, common folk. What is the difference between violin and fiddle? <laughs> And I want you to settle this right, because I've heard many, many, many different, yeah, answers. Yeah, I want you to. We want to hear from the source tonight. All right. Drum roll, please. Sorry, Jeff. (laughs) The Ohio River. (laughs) Sorry, that's a bad joke. No, it's it's just like uh, what
2: you know. Some people say. It some it, it depends what you play on it and, and you know what you grow up around you know if you grow up in a community where people know what bluegrass is and old American in mm-hmm. and, and our mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, around country music they'll know it's called a fiddle but uh, mm-hmm. I grew up mm-hmm. with uh, immigrants mm-hmm. you know and so uh, we didn't uh, we call it a violin
0: well and in Montgomery <laughs> Ohio I don't think you're gonna have a lot of people saying the fiddle
2: I mean. That's not totally true. Uh, It was very, yeah. It was. Sorry, Sorry, Montgomery. (laughs) I didn't say that. No. But, you know, there was a very, like, uh, too much hate. (laughs) That that area is like this kind of. (laughs) This weird sort of suburb area where it's like right in these. uh, So the where I grew up was kind of uh, where like suburbs met certain rural areas oh, okay, that until yeah. like urban sprawl hit them in like the early 2000s, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, were pretty bare. Okay. And so there's like, you know, it was an interesting thing because I remember my school was like all different kinds of people, sure, including like folks that were still living in like the rural housing that was around mm-hmm. the corner, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but uh, it wasn't prevalent. You know, I remember uh, meeting people when I guess was or not meeting people, but like friends that I was, that I had that I introduced okay. to. I uh, like bluegrass and stuff. Okay. And they'd be like, What are you listening to? I'm like, Dude, I've been listening <laughs> to this bluegrass stuff. Check, yeah, it out. check it out. Yeah. And then some people would be like, No, nah, man, I can That's not my thing. And other people would be like, This is pretty crazy. Is that All like right. three people singing? You know, so. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Sorry
0: to disparage you, Montgomery. I am sorry. Uh-oh, that wasn't buddy. fair. Nah. You're just up here starting beef on your new I podcast. Know. I know, right? Yeah. Well, so you made the joke like Ohio, you know, the Ohio River, it's like Ohio. It's a violin. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, it's a fiddle. Yeah. Yes.
2: But we're not that far apart. And people, no, we're not. <laughs> that's the thing, though, too, is that people tend to think like, people have, who have no idea of anything are like, well, you live in Cincinnati. How mm-hmm. did you get to Bluegrass? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's across the river. Never, you know, yeah. And they're like, "What?" But wait, what? But so where did you hear this? You know, like, and, and sure, I didn't necessarily hear it going into Kentucky, but for a lot of people that like live in this area, they have relatives that live in Kentucky. Oh, they yeah. end up being around it, mm-hmm. and uh, I've had uh, oh, a, yeah. yeah, people that'll see see me play and they'll be like, "Man, that's some really good bluegrass." But how'd you hear that in Ohio? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I like I live across the river from amazing bluegrass musicians, and there are some <laughs> on the Cincinnati, Ohio side. Oh, dude. absolutely, you absolutely. Know, so it's it's a silly. Yeah. Uh, misconception That like yeah. Because we're Across a river We're like Culturally Extremely far away Or yeah, something right? Yeah, 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 right, yeah
1: Right Yeah
0: But it is not true It's yeah. like One big city
1: Yeah So you got uh, Joe's Truck stop Which has been gone For a while now Yeah Talk about your other Musical endeavors Oh man Well Been with the Tillers Now for four and a half years
2: Which I've loved Yes, because uh, uh, when I left school uh, up in uh, in Boston, I, I really like uh, whoa scratch my beer. That's pretty loud. you can maybe put some effects on Nice scratch. Beard. Yeah, like a, a mega dome reverb. Good scratch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: when I left Boston, uh, it was really important for me to find a way to make a living playing music. Yeah, man. Um, I didn't. I didn't like music school. Uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and I, I thought that it was kind of you know a lot of people went to music school to study what what they ended up doing is you go to music school and you study your heroes they're like here transcribe these solos by these great jazz musicians yeah, yeah. transcribe this do this mm-hmm. you know and so you're studying your heroes who didn't go to music school they all went and had an experienced life and worked. Yeah. And they worked their way up better and better gigs mm-hmm, and they kept mm-hmm. working on their own original material if that was the direction they went in. Yeah. But they were constantly working, they were constantly experiencing what it's like to to not to try and make it yeah. Artistically and, and in this field, you know. And so I felt like uh, I felt like the longer I was in school the more I was just like distracted from what I could actually do if I just went and did it. Mm. Okay, yeah. And so when I left, um, I went on the, I went on the road right away. Actually, it dro- mm-hmm. kind of left school in the middle of the semester and went mm-hmm. on tour. Well, I went to uh, yeah, man, we, we went to the gate. We went to Clifftop in West Virginia, the Clifftop Old Time Festival, mm-hmm. and the Galax Old uh, Old Fielders Convention, and then my tour started with Joe's Truck Stop for three and a half weeks or something oh, with cool. my boys Sam Franklin and Chris Griffin on the uh-huh. upright bass, and and we had a blast. And it was like a mess of a tour. I, yeah. I organized. I never organized it. 25 day tour before, you yeah. Know? So it was like Damn. crazy and random and wild, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, but it felt it felt really good. And then I got home and I was like stuck at my dad's place. And I was like, oh <laughs> man, what do I do now? And so then I yeah. contacted uh, some folks that I'd met at a show, uh, uh, another band I'd played with, uh, and they were the Urban Pioneers. And okay, I sent them a message and I was like, that's hey, what y'all. we,
1: yeah, I wanted to talk about. It. I'm glad you brought that up.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I I uh, I contacted Liz Sloan uh mm-hmm. who I love and she's having a baby girl. Oh, I love her and uh I'm so happy for them. her and Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh they're pioneers. Uh I hit, I I sent her a message on Facebook. And I was like, "Hey, do you know of any bands that need like uh, an auxiliary musician, to mm-hmm. play fiddle, guitar, mandolin, whatever?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like she messaged me back like, "You want to just hop in with us and play, <laughs> finish this tour with us?" And I was like, sure. Yes. And then uh, we met in Louisville like two weeks later. And I did this tour down to Louisiana with them. We had a blast. Mm. And then I did another tour with them for 45 days straight. Oh, wow. Across the country and back and recorded. That was my last tour with them uh, playing in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've teamed up together with Joe's Truck Stop and them since then. Oh, cool. Then, but Very cool. I've recorded maybe three or four albums with them. Oh, that's excellent. I uh, played guitar, sang some harmonies, played some slide guitar. We did an old-time record at my house uh, Hmm. that I recorded maybe a year or two ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, from there, I came back home after being on the road and uh, did another long truck stop tour that I'd booked and then uh, hit the road with the Tillers. Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
0: How did you get into contact with those fellers?
2: met Sean Guile at... Well, actually, let me rewind it back a little more. Uh, I was on Spotify looking for a version of Trouble in Mind. Oh, cool, uh, yeah. popular old country blues standard, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, I just stumbled upon their version. And I remember Mm, thinking, that guy's voice is cool. It was probably like 2012, maybe, Mm -hmm. if I think about it. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. And I was like, that guy's voice is cool. And then uh, I forgot about him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then one day I was visiting home and coming back to Cincinnati, and I looked online for some open mics or something to do, and uh, it was Tuesday, and it was like, open mic at the Crow's Nest with Sean Gile of oh, the C- Tillers, Crosness. and I was like, ah, that's Tillers, to listen to that dude, yeah, that's yeah, that yeah. band. So I was like, yeah, I got real excited about it uh, that there was someone back home that like might also be into this kind of music. So nice. I came to his open mic a couple times uh, visiting and we'd got to jam and play some fiddle tunes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sing some songs together and mm. he was like man you should think about moving back to Cincinnati it would be pretty cool to have you down here mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i don't really know i was kind of thinking Austin at the time i had an opportunity down there oh, cool. i was kind of yeah. thinking like Really? I was kind of thinking like the Asheville I didn't know that. area yeah. yeah i had like a couple things i could do and a uh, few
0: possibilities
2: so i but uh i wasn't sure yet and mm-hmm. he was kind of hinting at that, like, he would be into the Tillers potentially, you know, picking me up to play with them. And I'd already uh, looked back into them and, and dug their work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and their songwriting and everything. And so, uh, yeah, I uh, basically, like, kind of was unsure about Cincinnati. And it wasn't a sure thing that I joined the Tillers. Sure, yeah. And so the first Joe's Truck Stop tour, because I'd gone to one of Sean's open mics, I met. Wobbs of Buffalo I was in the Price Hill Hustle. Oh, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. he was bartending at the Crow's Nest. And he's also of Whispering Beard and mm-hmm. books it. And uh, I emailed him. And I was like, hey, man, I met you when I was jamming with Sean at the open mic. Mm-hmm. Any chance my band, Joe trucks Stop, can come play. We're from Cincinnati. I might mm-hmm. be able to get a few of my old friends to come down. Like, we'll do it on the cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just, right. I just need to tell my band we got a cool festival. Right. You know? yeah. And so he, he, he got me in. And we played Thursday night after Jeron Paxton, or right mm-hmm. before Jeron Paxton, rather, and a, mm-hmm. a really, it was a really fun show in the barn. And that's where I met Catfish from the Folk School Coffee Parlor. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the Folk School, and I met uh, Casey, and I met all these different people. Casey Campbell. Yeah, frequently
0: I, I, comes up on this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I met a lot. Of, I mean, I met a lot of people that were involved locally. Um and people all these people I'm still friends with and uh, I mean I can name a whole, whole bunch of them oh yeah like, I met all that first year yeah and so it was like uh, I went I was at Whispering Beer and I just remember being like dang <laughs> this is all in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and then you know Kat's telling me about the folk school and mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not from the Cincinnati area The folks And you don't know What the folks school is But you're listening To this podcast And it's
0: also A frequent reference <laughs> Right I'm sure But
2: it, it's this really Special place In Ludlow, Kentucky yes, That really kind of yeah. You know Was a, I think An inspiring for, uh, force And positive force For a lot of people That are interested In, in these kinds of music As a meeting place mm-hmm. And a place Where you could Maybe get lessons, go see a show, meet other people that are in this community and interested in what we in what we're all doing. Mm-hmm. And so, Catfish and and his wife uh, Mary were kind of like uh, you know cultivators of this of this movement that was happening in Ludlow and started now yeah. in Ludlow, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I was learning about all this, and I didn't know I was gonna come back, and then uh, to Cincinnati. You know, I wasn't sure yet. And then after I like met all these people and I knew how much was going on, like whether or not I joined the Tillers. Cincinnati was where I th- felt like I should mm. go back. Oh, I, cool. Came back home, and, and I've been really glad that I did. Yeah. You know, and so then I got to join the Tillers and keep doing Joe's Truck Stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get to be friends with amazing musicians like yourselves. Wow. Oh, also great oh, people. Shit. Handsome. Oh, shucks. shit. Shit. Uh, you know, and
1: uh, <laughs> don't stop. You keep it coming. Oh man! And you guys have good taste in music. And you do your
2: own podcast now, which is oh, just man. so impressive. You know, Joe, you've always and you been got my this cool studio oh, thing don't happening. Don't,
0: yeah. don't you lie to me? Talk about the table. Daniel made a new table. So I noticed the table. This is a be- <laughs> This is a
2: sweet, beautiful table, man. I was thinking I'd take a picture of it. It looks like. A lot of Kit Kat bars.
1: Yeah, I made it out of trash, uh, basically. Seriously. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a we beautiful, get a picture of the beautiful table trash table. I was thinking I'd
2: take a picture, post it on Instagram. Oh, i be like, yo, go. if you want to know what this is about. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> but just like a Do real, you want to be
0: our marketing guy? Real, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hate social media. No. Oh, that, Good answer. <laughs> just no. kidding. No, no. Jeff
0: kills that too. <laughs> Jeff is yeah, killer. Man.
1: Jeff, yeah. I
2: love you, man. If you're listening to this, don't cut this uh, oh, he's complimentary have section out, such. please, because you're awesome and if you were here, you would look me in the eyes and I would compliment you and tell you how much I love you and you wouldn't be able to delete it then later because you would know that it was so genuine and heartfelt <laughs> that you it would be such a dick move if you did that. <laughs> and so, I hope you don't cut this. I love you, Jeff. <laughs> and if you don't know Jeff Rickles, he's just a really amazing human being and I wish I got to spend more time with him. But he uh, he has this very special energy, uh, yeah. That's a, just a very positive flow, and and I always just feel like uh just uh like I really enjoy my time with him. We all do, for real. Don't you dare cut that, Jeff. Oh, he's all right. not allowed. And if you do, just cut it and take it home and listen to it later.
0: Oh my God, that was when you need, not need allowed it. To cut that. You need I it. almost nice, started crying. Maybe. That was awesome, <laughs> for real. We love but
1: Jeff Rolls, man. Yeah.
0: All right. Get well.
1: So what what's uh. What's some other you got the tillers you got the truck stop mm. kentucky Cat- waterfall yeah uh Quentu- no trucks
0: uh, truck stop waterfall is that, truck,
1: truck stop, stop waterfall yeah. collaboration <laughs> with scott reisner
2: of uh <laughs> buffalo <laughs> Wops and the price sale hustle uh just absolute amazing guitar mandolin singer uh tune writer I love playing tunes with this guy we're gonna be mm-hmm. playing at the folk school coffee parlor um which we just talked about here soon, and I don't know when this premieres. Uh, it'll be in... a
1: Couple Go. weeks. All
2: right, cut this, Jeff. All right. Aw, oh, damn. Couple <laughs> weeks, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, Truck Stop Waterfall, you know, we get to collaborate and do this kind of special thing where we mm. Improvise on tunes we love and play songs that like we don't normally do with the other bands we're oh, in. Oh, sure. But we get sure. to like have fun with them together, That's and cool. we always throw each other some pretty wild left turns and stuff, mm-hmm. and kind of chase each other. Uh, you know, I'll play b- I'll play kind fi- of a live fiddle and guitar. Thing. He'll play mandolin. Yeah, we'll do a lot of stuff very spur of the moment. Very cool. Which might be my fault. He might just be, like, along, along for the ride half the time. Because he's a lot of fun to, like, uh, to have that musical conversation with. Yeah, man. So if I'm, like, oh, man, I'm about to toss this in there, and mm-hmm. he's gonna it's going to freak him out for a second, you know? So I'll play this weird chord, and he'll look at me and be, like, and then he'll get that look in his eyes, like, oh, I got you. And then he'll play something <laughs> wild, you know, That's and just cool. take it up to the next level. So we get to, like, really feed off each other. And, and uh, you know, I'm really into, like... Uh, you know kind of exploring that way of communicating musically and being mm-hmm. humorous and how to uh, evoke and emote different emotions yeah mm-hmm. 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 uh, musically and, and you know without mm-hmm. singing you know on your instrument and so he's someone that picks up on that really well yeah uh really easily fluidly yeah. and uh, we get to have fun picking yeah. together
1: that's one cool. of my uh, first gigs uh, like in the you know in the scene here was uh tupelo honey mm-hmm. yeah and it was That's like a a, you, you know folk yeah singer songwriter really good outfit and uh scott reisner joined the ranks at a certain point mm-hmm. and i was i don't know probably 22 23 and got to play with scott reisner you know who was i mean I just felt like I I learned so much from him. Oh, yeah. Just playing with him and like being at gigs with him. Yeah. You know. Um, even he taught me a lot about just how to act, how to be. Yeah. You know, showing people respect. I love Scott, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and too. so but he's always Very he's much. always down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? If you're gonna throw down and you're gonna throw some left left yeah totally. thing or whatever, yeah. like Scott's there, man. He's ready. <laughs> But I love that dude, man. Yeah. And I, I mean he, he uh he taught me a lot. That's and mean. every time I try to tell him that he's like, Oh whatever, you know, he never he never missed it. And and he's humble. A very humble dude. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah. uh he taught me a lot about, you know, yeah. this is what a giggy musician is like, you know. Yeah. This is how you act and don't act like a, a fucking jackass. <laughs> dude. You know. So I mean you have to have those people in your life, man, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to like just And he's so tasteful he's such so a tasteful, tasteful. musician I know, I know and when I played with him it, it, he would you know that's what was highlighted yeah, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying mm-hmm, yeah and it was it was very special man I love that dude yeah I th- but... I, I think there's he might be on the show soon I don't know uh, we're ooh, talking about we're in negotiations it. We'll Yes. but hell yeah anyway that'll be a fun yeah. time he's got a lot of great stories and uh, you two together are a killer yeah we have a lot it's of ridiculous. fun it's ridiculous a
2: lot mm-hmm. of fun playing together um, shoot, yeah. Uh, we uh, we also will, so we we also play in the Northern Kentucky Bluegrass Band together.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna ask, what is I've not heard night. of so that? That's project. Tuesday
2: nights at Sis's. Uh, okay, at, on Monmouth in Newport, Kentucky. Newport, Seven Kentucky. to eleven. He's not there all the time. He's kind of our sixth man. Okay. So it's me, Paul Patterson from Faux Frenchman CSO mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. fiddle. Uh, Jeff Roberts from mm-hmm. Comet All-Stars uh mm-hmm. Brad Minerding who's played in you know countless uh Cincinnati bands Love you, Brad. and others Killer. uh he would be a great guest on the show for sure oh, uh Jeff Roberts would be a hilarious guest on the show <laughs> okay uh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Costantino who also has you know found oh, that found, dude yeah yeah he's a he's a great dude great singer plays mm-hmm. bass with us uh mm-hmm. and is Scott's sixth man because we're all one of us is always out. Oh, sure. So he's always coming in, filling in, you know. On anything. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, and I love Scott. We did a tour together a couple years ago uh, with um, Tyler Childers, actually, which was pretty crazy because now Tyler's yes. playing an arena oh, tour God, next he is year. blowing. <laughs> up, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> we were playing uh. in some restaurants and stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it was pretty much a fishing trip. Honey and Houston did the same thing, man. We, yeah, yeah, we
1: opened up for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know four or five years ago just doing bar gigs Mm -hmm. yeah 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 proud of that guy oh yeah Yeah, it's amazing
2: uh it's been amazing to watch i remember telling him then because i kind of like saw these things happening Mm -hmm, and was picking mm -hmm. up on certain everybody was saying that certain other stuff you know that i was kind of hearing about and talking to him and i was like oh shit (laughs) and then uh yeah i just remember um i told him too i was like man yeah, if you're not playing some arenas next year uh, and you want to do this fishing trip again, <laughs> let's go for it. You know? uh, and uh, we kept in touch, but we don't do the fishing trip. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I will be going down and doing a fishing trip with Joe's Truck Stop this January. And All right. Hopefully every January because we've got some good friends down there. So if you're down yeah. south, keep your eyes open for Joe's Truck Stop. That's awesome. But, uh Mm. yeah, try, yeah. Me and uh, me and Scott had a camper that we drove and toured in, oh, wow. and had some adventures in. And yeah,
0: uh, who who always <laughs> in Joe's truck stop now? Because it seems like just because you have re- referenced so many different people in Joe's truck stop. Joe's truck stop is you, yeah, always, yeah. It's kind and of your whoever's baby, along right? for the the caravan ride. It seems like you know,
2: yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Uh, man, I've had Andrew McFeeders playing banjo with me for a while, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing banjo player. Yeah, uh, I think he's a year older than me, maybe. So it's cool to find someone interested in similar things, at, uh, and, and who's also my peer and around yeah. my age. Yeah, I'm 28, I think he's 29, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's, I met him at my first Whispering Beard, and I just remember nice. that he, he, I think he saw my gig or saw us jamming later, and he was like, hey man, are you moving back to Cincinnati? and then I was like I don't know he's like oh if you do get in touch we should pick tunes you know and then like years later it's like I, I you know I, I like that I can play my songs solo but I've written songs with Andrew in mind knowing that he's gonna oh, like yeah, kick cool. ass right <laughs> rolling <laughs> yeah. three finger banjo behind cool. what I'm doing like I've written songs with like him in mind because I like I really appreciate what he does musically he's a great mm-hmm. great guy I love mm-hmm. him and his wife Lauren Um, but I uh you know he's become, uh, you know, even if he's not there, he's still a part he's of there, what's inspired yeah. that mu- mm-hmm. the music the way mm-hmm. it is, and he's in another great band called Slippery Creek. If uh, for trad bluegrass fans, mm-hmm. um, and then I've got I've been playing with buddy Andy Brown, a great upright bass player lives down in Berea, Kentucky area. Oh, cool! He's been yeah. like coming up and picking tunes with me, and uh, it's just an absolute, absolutely great musician. Plays in a really great, well uh, probably the best Western swing band in our area because. Aside from like Joe's Truck Stop, like three songs in our set, I don't really know of anyone else playing Western Swing really in the area. Silver Wings was actually played a a couple really great Western Swing sets, but that's not a very well represented style of music. And the Kentucky Cowhands with R. C. Hampton and Kyle Eldridge with uh, our bass player Andy Brown is a badass band from Louisville. Kyle is a shredder on guitar and just has this old. Western swing, country voice—it's—they're a great band. So if you're into that mm. sort of thing, definitely check them out. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, it, it is ever evolving too. Mm-hmm. And musically, like our last album sounded the way it did, sounded a lot different than the album before it. Sure. And yeah. right now, you know, I'm kind of scheming on a couple albums yes. or a couple different conceptual ideas mm-hmm. and how to see them forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've told people all—I mean, I've always had big ideas, and so I tell people like, "Man, I'm gonna." I got I'm gonna record a cassette, like a surf rock <laughs> cassette tape record, and then I'm gonna record we know, we know some guys you I'm gonna make, can get I'm in gonna touch make with. my beat tape and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do yeah. right that do this Western swing. I, you know, I've always had these great, like these big ideas, and, and yep. if I've ever if anyone listening, if I've told you that I'm gonna release this uh, surf rock cassette tape or whatever it is, it's gonna happen. And you just gotta Hell give yeah. me some time. Every all that shit is gonna happen. I have some faith. I can't not do it, mm-hmm. but I've yeah, had man. to figure out a way to, to get by, and uh, and it's taken some time and, and a lot of playing to like do records the right way, and I learned a lot making my last record, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited that this next one's gonna be uh, a little more conceptual and uh, very stripped back, and it might leak into two albums. Oh, cool. Worth the material. Nice man. Um, but I'm kind of I'm sifting through things, I'm working on stuff, and constantly trying to find. Uh, that access to that creative flow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, which with all the work it takes to run a band and be part of several bands, mm-hmm. to freelance, to do all these different things, you know, it's like finding time to just like access that creative space where you don't think about any of the little things, mm-hmm. which right, is a hundred thousand right. of them to think about. Yeah, you know, man. That yeah. I feel like recently so hard that's, balance, man. that's been like probably like a one of the bigger challenges for me yeah. recently as a as an artist um, and uh, trying to like really f- figure out because I've, I've never been the I'm not not I'm not like a uh, the kind of writer that like every day sits down and writes
0: a song okay yeah you know yeah. I, I try and write right.
2: something every day whether it's like a, kind of a journal entry or just my thoughts about something or some poetry or mm-hmm. something lyrics I'll try every day I mean I, I'm not telling you I do it every day Mm-hmm. But it's on my mind. If I don't do it, I'm pissed at myself. Yeah, all right. I'm like, God <laughs> right. damn it, yeah. Joe. God dang it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like it's something I think about it because it is really important to me and, and, and as a creative outlet and, and being something that I can offer to the world that's positive. Hmm. You know, like I said before, I think everyone has something, things that they can offer. You Absolutely. Know, and in and, and so many forms too. I mean, just any little thing that's positive for someone else is is a special thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely absolutely and uh yeah man and so um you know I I take I take my art really (coughs) seriously in that way too where I want it you know even if it's something danceable Mm -hmm. I want there to be more meaning to it I want to be able to share things that I've experienced in my life because I'm like I'm able to know that my life experience has been unique and you know I I've been trying to skip over stories in my head because I don't like <laughs> I don't want to ramble on too long about certain things. It's you know? a, hey, but I'm sure a lot of other people have been on here too, thinking that like man, like I got to kind of be selective of what I'm what mm-hmm. my stories are, mm-hmm. and because you know you're inspired from so many places and so Absolutely. many different things inspire your path. You know, um, hey, if
0: you have stories you want to let rip, go for it. I've <laughs> got all the time in the world.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh
1: man. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, um shoot, well, I mean, one question I've got like just listening to you talk and and kind of listening to um you know how your how your musical path is gone. Mm-hmm. It seems like you kind of started out in somewhat of a classical um you know training you know the the kind of classical way the the this is what you should do this is what you should do if you're going to play this instrument you know and then at a certain point you were kind of like man well fuck this like I'm not doing this <laughs> yeah and not that it's bad you know yeah. but like you found another uh you know kind of another destination in on the whole thing and I think it's really interesting yeah you know because especially being an artist and a musician, it's usually like you can do this or you can do this or that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have any other options. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, that's what's presented Unfortunately. to you. Yeah. But it's not true though. It's not at all. There's many other options, right? Yeah, totally. And so what was that like kind of going, you know, you, 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 you had a good taste of the conventional thing. You went to school at a, a very, uh, well-known music school, right? And then you left all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've pursued all these different things, and they all kind of come together. Yeah. And you've you've built a career for yourself. And I can only imagine that your career is going to go even farther and grow brighter as, as, as time goes on. So, you know, what's that like? Me- leaving from the kind of conventional, this is what you do, to... I don't know. I want to. I like this other weird music that nobody else likes, and I'm going to go do that.
2: Okay. All right. If I'm going to like,
1: that's a big question. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That maybe that, that's hey, that like. I said uh, you, you, you opened like, it up, bro. Yeah. You open no, it up. no, no. So I'm going to try and hit you
2: back here. <laughs> um, if I had to think about like a like a story arc. For my career, not following the exact same specifications that like the typical one would, um, but but story arc kind of goes up and down, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and it's supposed to settle at one point. So if right. you imagine that sort of diagram, the sort of idea. Um, when I was when I was in music school, um, everything was kind of taught a certain way. Mm -hmm. there was only a few teachers I had that I felt like were really opening up my eyes. Like, I mean, there was like little concepts about how certain things are that was like, Oh, that's great to
0: know. Sure.
2: But as far as like really getting deep into like why things are the way they are, there was a, or like, you know, outside of maybe like just having to memorize whatever just for a test, you know, I felt like there was really not a lot of opportunity to really find like what to, to, to do things for the reasons that I felt like I wanted to do them. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard music and never was like, oh man, if I learn this math, I'll be able to replicate a perfect jazz solo from 1949. You know what I mean? Right. It was yeah. never like, yeah. Yeah. that was never my interest, not to take away yeah. from someone else wanting to do that, because I think it's yeah, amazing. Sure. I know people that have learned countless solos by Absolutely. amazing solos, and I'm like, and that's a gift. I love it. That's I could, their gift. You know? I, if I, you know, right. For yeah. sure, I mean, and, and I think that's also an important thing to do, is to learn other people's stuff and transcribe it mm-hmm.
0: and keep it you just know to keep add it to your down. own vocabulary
2: yeah. to those ideas but um I felt like uh there's a very I feel like there's like a billion ways to learn how to make music because right. music to me is just sounds that you like yeah and yeah. so there's a lot of different ways like if you want to a lot of people are so taken aback by learning music because when they think about like playing guitar it has to be this really fancy thing mm-hmm. or like really Uh, technically sound and like it has to be uh, perfect exactly or playing violin or fiddle people Mm -hmm. are like oh that must be the hardest thing because all they can think of is like being like a soloist in an orchestra and not just like squeaking in their living room until they're done squeaking and they can actually play a tune you know we
0: had a guy on the other week from uh just lamb in the factory warren Mm -hmm. harrison talked about his upbringing was that like it has to be a certain way and that was yeah the yeah. challenge for him was unlearning that yeah
2: yeah and and actually I, I had that I had yeah. that leaving uh leaving school uh for anyone listening I went to the Berkeley College of Music mm-hmm. um unless you got a full ride I probably wouldn't recommend it <laughs> I don't think <laughs> okay. you should live in a, if you're an artist I don't think you should live in a city that costs so much oh uh, it's brutal and then yeah. uh honestly um you know I didn't think that the school was a place that was really uh, cultivating good art. I think mm-hmm. it was cultivating how to create art as product okay. and how to get used to that yeah. and doing that, you know, and then, okay. and feeding that system, which wasn't mm-hmm. what I was interested in. Yeah. And, uh, right. you know, I was really like constantly, in, like, like you know, I was listening to this old music. I was always digging, but I would find these things that were so meaningful, like these great yeah. old you know, like blaze foley oh oh yeah. You know, yeah there's just oh, so yeah. many people that were like could be so much bigger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're not right but their music devastates me you mm-hmm. know as being some of the greatest mm-hmm. songwriting. you it know really so it's like resonates so yeah. how you know where what's important what's significant these kind of questions you know were really really relevant to me um figuring out what i wanted to do as a musician hmm. actually my senior year of high school, I wrote a, my senior capstone project, which was like your final project, was about my future as a musician. Okay. And I really, yeah. And I wrote this whole like 10 page paper. It was like my longest essay, whatever the, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, I wrote ever. Yeah. yeah. And it was all about like how I thought I should get into playing music. And at that mm. age, based on what I'd already listened to and read about musicians, I knew that I needed to follow my, my own artistry and not I remember writing like in it, like that. I didn't want to be like used by the industry for oh, being wow. being able to do things. I didn't want to be. I don't remember how I referred. Damn man! Uh, how but I to wrote have that insight it. that young, I I'm. there, <laughs> right? In, that's insane. But that's then wild. I was pressured to go to college, and because sure. I didn't do great in high school, because yeah. I was kind of a problem, like a little troublemaker. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't get the chance to uh, really. I got pressured to go to school when I didn't get the chance to like really make sure I could get into schools. Sure. You know? Okay. And so I ended up finishing high school actually a little bit late. hmm and like mm. the summer after when I should have graduated and the only school that was still willing to wait was them. For my for my <laughs> school yes. degree, my high school diploma was Berkeley. Oh my God. The Berkeley College of Music. Because they hilarious. didn't care. Which I think is cool in one way. But on the other hand, like, they, you know. There's <laughs> plenty that's not. So, uh, yeah. you know, so it was yeah. like, uh, it was yeah. an interesting thing, you know, where it was kind of yeah, like man. I had to go to school. That was where like the family pressure was. Sure. And then it was like Berkeley was the only place I would take me for not having a high school diploma
0: yet.
1: That's <laughs> 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 yeah, so, uh, That's unreal. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's
1: amazing. I love it, man. Yeah. And so, I dig uh, it. I, I, love, I love it.
2: Yeah. It's been important to me to uh, not. You know, I, when I got to college, I thought it was gonna be like people like me that were like weirdos in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, that like wanted to nerd out about old whatever yeah, you know, musicians yeah, yeah, yeah. and records and like stuff. Me. Exactly. And I got there, and people were like, "Man, have you have you heard that new Justin Bieber song? Oh, it no. sounds really good." And I'd be like, "What?" Uh. <laughs> and then someone else was like. Running into class like, yo, have you guys heard that new Lady Gaga, dude? It's it's the greatest song I've ever heard. And then the teacher would be like, well, play it. And then they'd play it, and the teacher would be like, uh. And then the the kid in class is like crying. And then like some guy, you know, it'd be like a lady, a girl brought in a Beyonce, this. I'm sorry, not Beyonce, new Lady Gaga song, and she'd be playing the song. That she thought was like the greatest new song. And then the dude sitting next to her would be like, man, the production on that sure is great. because because he couldn't say it was a bad song right so he would be like man it sounds really good you know (laughs) because yeah right he had to compliment it somehow because Because, there's like one girl to every class at berkeley okay and so uh it was kind of a funny thing (laughs) i remember all these like little you know intricacies of of living this life in music school where it was like (laughs) i don't get this i remember my teacher was like i don't get this (laughs) (laughs) which is not to take away from lady gaga being amazing and i'm not totally familiar with her music but i will say that like you know you can't just take a new song that came out today and say this is the greatest song of all time but those are the people that i was in school with must have been jarring your expectation
0: was like i can get into all this shit that i've been into for so long that nobody else was into Yeah. yeah And then the reality of the situation wasn't that. That wasn't I mean, the place to do it. Yeah. And it was important for me because, like,
2: honestly, if if I didn't f- have music to get me through certain times in my life mm-hmm. and, 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 and affect mm-hmm. my worldview and my perspective, there's no way that I would be, like, asked to be on this podcast <laughs> today. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I yeah. probably would have been an asshole, man. I probably would have been... I don't know who I would have been. You know, it's, it's been such a such an important part of my life yeah, and, yeah. And, and such a positive influence for me to, to really get my shit together at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was like an inspiration of that I could do something new or do something in general, or if it was just hearing certain songs and music that just inspired me to keep going, and mm-hmm. uh, whether in any aspect of my life. And I've always felt like um, that... That can ha- can happen for anybody. Yeah. Um, anyone can have that uh, positive change because because music is beyond. We all know music is beyond. You know, it's the universal language or whatever you'd want to call it. So right away, it's gonna it can draw you in. There's probably like one percent of people that don't feel music and they're lying anyway. <laughs> so right, oh, there's a hundred percent of people yes, on this planet that are 100%. affected by I'd music. Say. That's what I'd say. Music is one of the most powerful things ever. Music is That's one of the it. only things. That can affect how people move their bodies in large groups. So yeah, if you think about this. Music is used in huge concerts. People are dancing the same kind of dances. Also used to have military uh, run drills where yeah. they're all in certain doing yeah. the exact same, same sort same of choreography right, because yeah. and it's to a beat and it's to a chant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music. The power of music is 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 beyond what we're aware of yeah, you know sure. and and, I, and and although I'm not able to access it all or able to express every aspect of it yeah. even right now yeah. talking about it I am aware that like the power of what I'm doing is beyond what I can comprehend and, and that's been such a positive yeah. inspiration for what I do because I know that there's people that are affected by it and I get to talk to people you know who are affected by how I played the fiddle or how I about this song I wrote Mm -hmm. or that cool thing I did in guitar because they're a guitar player too and Mm -hmm. that kinda changed their perspective a little bit on what they were doing you know so it's like all these things I mean add up and they have over the years to really you know uh, guide my path for what's important to me Mm -hmm. and like I never I was too weird (laughs) and goofy looking and short to ever be able to play music to get chicks and I never I don't even say chicks I said it that way because it was like about playing music to get women because that was never I think that was even accessible to me yeah I never got to play music for anything in general you know the, all these sort of things people want to do it for drugs or money or all these things yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. like wasn't sure I like to imbibe and stuff and I, you know I get a few few free drinks playing at venues and mm-hmm. stuff but whatever like in general my, my goals were never um, for any mm. of these material things or just these yeah. ego feeders it was always like I felt something that was happening Yeah. then it was changing my life and then it was like okay now i ha- i'm ex- i have access to this muse where i'm able to spread these certain ideas and things that are important to me now how do i go about doing this and ever since i've done that going back the way back to the story arc sort of thing Ooh. for me the way i look at it is that i'm constantly going uphill. yeah i'm okay. I'm, const- oh, oh, I'm i hear you because brother <laughs> every because yeah now yeah, now it's work you know but i'm constantly but, it's a good thing. but there's there's different factors here there's a that I am constantly uh, getting further along where I'm reaching more people, Mm -hmm. where more people Um, have heard a story and they've been affected by it or the song or the music and they felt like dancing or Mm -hmm. whatever the – you know, they cried to a song about my grandma or something. Whatever it is, that's like another step connection. towards, yeah. you know, there's that positive effect of someone getting in touch mm-hmm. with their emotions that they might not normally get in touch with. Yeah. You know, every show, I hope that people get to feel part of themselves they don't normally feel, and it inspires them to lead a more fulfilling life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, at first, going uphill, the first step is like, you know, getting to play songs and getting to affect people, you know, with uh, performances and stuff. And then after that, it's like, all right, well, I'm still going uphill. I'm making this work now. There's more people that are interested in what, I, what I'm doing, and I just wrote mm-hmm. this song that I think is gonna like kind of, you know, get this sort of emotion out. And and it's all hard, you mm-hmm. know. It's really difficult to maintain a life yeah. as an artist. It's difficult yeah. to access mm-hmm. that creative flow consistently. Yeah. Yeah. But if you know that you've already done these things. Then you're not starting back at the bottom. Then you've already made all this ground, so you're constantly looking at it going uphill. And you know what? Like as you go uphill, there's more obstacles, but you're still going up. The view gets better, and if you because you have that perspective, you yeah. have that positive perspective, you could think, man, look how far up the hill I got to go.
3: Like, Fuck, this <laughs> yeah. is gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you're
2: thinking about the top. Because you're you yeah. you actually think that you can conceive of what the top. Of your game is or whatever your industry is. Like, you think if I have five million dollars in my bank (laughs) and I'm at the top of the mountain and whatever the hell that means, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But like, you can't look at it that way because it's just going to keep getting further away from you because there isn't a point when material things are enough until you're just unhappy. Yep. And so it's like you turn around, you get to see a better view the further up you go. You know, I always think like it's the last, and I think about sometimes I think about back on songs I wrote because I'll think like, I'll think of like a, a life lesson, and then I'll be like, man, that, yeah, and then I'll think, dude, you wrote that in a song, you mm. dummy. And so it's <laughs> like, I think about this, it's it's, it's in one of the songs in the last album, Joe's Truck's album was to say like, you get what you put in, yep. and that's in everything that yep. you do, I keep going away from the camera. I mean, the camera, the microphone. There's no camera, Damn bro. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was talked on a roll, <laughs> I was on a roll, and then I messed it up by am out a camera that's non-existent. But what I'm getting at is that a, is that a you know I'm inspired by the positive force of that. I'm inspired by um, you know, knowing that I've already gone so far. Yeah, to f- even figure this out at all, like how mm-hmm. I can keep doing this and
0: celebrate that, you know, man, it's yeah, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, I yeah, know. man, yeah as much as I think I, I hear people say like I write these songs for myself. You know, some like sure. really successful artists is like, sure, I sure. write these songs for myself. And like, that's fine. You can say that. <laughs> but you wouldn't keep doing that and being and doing it on stages if people weren't affected by exactly. it. Exactly. So yeah. some yes. so whether or not yeah. you want to look at it as that you are actually helping people, that is a way that you're helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems like mm-hmm. this weird kind of, like kind of idea that people want to say that because they don't wanna sounds too vulnerable or interpersonal. I, like, I this is mine. You, this yeah. is mine. This isn't yours, but you're my fan, but whatever. But yeah. it's like,
1: to me, it's like. But I got this protective armor that yeah. says I do it for myself <laughs> and I don't give a shit what Dude, anybody Yeah, wants.
2: and it's like, man. Yeah. Like, that's not why you
1: do it, though. No, yeah. you know. And, is that and, why I get on the stage and perform for myself, really? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, know, and that's funny. Like... That's a funny concept. It's a collaborative you know? but, thing. But I yeah. see it all the time, and I
2: think, but it fits into this idea that, like, People are don't realize like how much positive force they have. Yeah, People yeah. don't realize that like, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that's affecting people today is that like people feel like they don't have purpose. Mm. And so one of the things that's like distracted mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. from seeking out purpose or realizing the purpose that's already in them most of the time is is like social media. Because you start thinking that that's your purpose, that that's something that you're that makes you worthwhile. Yeah. You know whether or not you can get the likes or whatever it is, and how you play this game. That measurement. Yeah. And it's like, man, I, you know, I I hate that that's become such a norm, especially like our industry. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a part of it at all. I don't want to go on a huge rambling social media rant because we can go way too hard on that. I just want to say, people, and we're going to talk about people, what social media can be, people. <laughs> people, y'all should read books and listen to records. All right, books are good for your brain. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I <laughs> agree. So
1: are records. Amen. 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 To that. I totally agree. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, where can people find you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was perfect that was a perfect pivot daniel
1: oh my god this is, i
2: love that oh man are we done already i don't know i thought this was like joe rogan i thought we had like four like hours joe, we can keep we're going gonna drink a want. bunch of hennessy <laughs> we can we're gonna, can do gonna smoke blunts <laughs> and we're gonna get mike tyson on the phone I don't even listen to Joe Rogan that much, <laughs> but his Mike Tyson interview was really good. So I'll It was that. Good.
0: very good. You uh, can keep going. I don't we care. You can keep going. I got to say, I mean, I you you're, the message you're given is <laughs> okay. I I'm always tired. It's okay. The message you're given is is pretty, I mean, damn amazing, honestly. I mean, you don't yeah. hear What you're saying, Joe, you don't hear that often. I mean, you don't hear it in in the, really just the everyday rhythm of life right it's just like just right. keep do the do the thing get to the next level whatever yeah. you know you have no worth I mean I see it with you know so many different people that are like oh I'm bummed out cause you know I I heard a story about um, this this one gal I know that she had a, a tough time in her life and, and a lot of it was with social media that she if she didn't get over 100 posts on a picture then she likes. would delete it <laughs> She would right. just take it away because it's like that was a measure. She was looking at that mountain. Right at to that point, that. It's, a,
2: it's an embarrassment if it yeah. sticks on her wall and someone scrolls through the wall, yeah. like, oh, look at this picture. It oh, only she had only ninety-eight, had ninety-four
1: so likes on it. It's so bizarre.
0: Yeah, and, and it makes me sad. And it, I mean, I appreciate that you're calling that out. I really do because I mean, I, obviously, we wouldn't exist if it weren't for you know all those platforms. And obviously, that's what people are listening to to right. it through yeah yeah, but but finding i mean i think a big part of your message is balance like you yeah. gotta and gratitude like practice for gratitude sure. seek, yeah. seek balance like read a book get read a book like that's, that's a big problem the let's let's don't. take a
2: turn here and just talk about how good books are for a second
1: all right books um
2: let's take a cheers for books cheers, cheers yeah. to books.
1: i have nothing to cheers but let's oh, do it cheers yo Ooh. if you're at
2: home drinking we're, we're gonna cheers to books <laughs> I just want to say um, I've had a I, I've had like a re uh vitalization in my love for books this year. Nice. I've always loved books and it but it's kind of an ebb and flow as as many things are in my life and uh this year I've read more than I've ever read any year and I have people ask me how, how do you have time for books to read books? I know how busy you are mm-hmm. and you know how busy I am like how do you do it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like all the time that you spend on social media, scrolling, no, shit. carry a book with you, and read for those periods of time. Come on now. And yeah. then it changes you. You know, like, I started making these kind of ideas in my head where I was like, I wasn't even going to for a period of time I wasn't using the internet until noon. Okay. Get up, er- get up earlier in the day, you know, like cook some breakfast, I would read, I would pick tunes, I would write, I would mm-hmm, do one mm-hmm. of these other things before I would even let myself get distracted with that world, you know? Mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. like, oh, and especially in, I our love me- that. in our music stuff, like in your booking shows, you need to be like responding to people every day. Yep. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I'm yeah, in man. touch with weekly just to keep this whole thing, thing my career going. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean?
1: Well, it's constant.
2: It is complete. Yeah. It is very constant, you know, because the work is flowing and uh, yeah, and so um, yeah,
1: I love that man. Yeah,
0: I think that it's tough to be that intentional, man. I mean, it's it it. That's it's a, so tough. A, I I mean, just I <laughs> look at myself. I'm so <laughs> like my I've got my phone wakes me up. Yeah, you know, and so you get up you get the dogs up, you, you look at your email for your work. Like, I think that's a big right part of people's routines. And and I think that if you, it, it's tough to build that in, but if you can, you can have is a richer that your, experience. Is
1: that your daily routine? It's not real? still,
2: it's not still. What I will say though, is, um, I do these kind of like little experience experiments with myself constantly where I'm trying to like, all right, I'm, because it's, it is really difficult for me to keep a habit going for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I try, I mean, if I change a lot of things, probably, yeah, it'd be a little easier. But there's a certain ebb and flow, you know, where it's like, right now I'm super inspired. I'm doing all these things. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, all right. why, am, why am I not like I was last week, you know? Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to fight that. So I'm constantly yeah. feeling like uh, inspired and, and motivated. But um, I think that uh, you have to be conscious of these things and conscious of that like mental push that it takes to do that. I think one of the best things you can mm. do is be, you know, reading certain, like, books or texts. Mm-hmm. I would say try and stray away from the internet, but, like, that mm-hmm. are positive reinforcement or things that can help mm-hmm. you if philosophically. like Things you're interested in. I find that, that like, yeah. my most inspired times are when I'm reading these sort of books. I'm, last, earlier this year, I was reading The Tao of Wu. Uh, by RZA from Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. So I was reading The Tower of Wu. Yeah, buddy. And, uh, I, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was using a lot of this inspiration I was getting from Wu-Tang Clan uh, and from certain other things that I was getting into at the time. I read a book called Digital Minimalism that was pretty good earlier this year. It was a newer book. Okay. And some other things, and I was using these kind of ideas. When I was really deep in in acquiring that inspiration and that knowledge, that's when I made that step to to cut out the internet in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I was able to actually uh start mm. affecting other habits too and, okay. and creating better habits. So I think honestly, like so much of a part of this is like you have to find these like little steps that you can take because the little sta little, little, little step. The little, little step <laughs> the little step <laughs> Joe's will, new will, band <laughs> Little Step. <laughs> the little step will help you so far along the way. Yeah. And that's what I mm-hmm. like especially found then. It's like, you know, if you're trying to quit smoking cigarettes, which I've done, mm-hmm. ebb and flow, you know. But mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. but it's like uh as soon as you have these other little things mm-hmm. you know they are easier to do every day, then the next step is easier. Then the next bigger thing is easier. Sure. And it's like you celebrate know celebrate your is little Is that victory. why you cut it
1: out in yeah. the morning? Yeah. Social media?
2: Well yeah, I wanted to be able to uh because if you're uh not just social media, I was actually cutting out Internet work as a whole, okay, uh, including email. Oh, including decided like, work Yeah, I decided that emailing with yeah. venues. No, maybe it's because I was able to do this, but I decided that emailing venues and booking agents and all these different people between nine and ten and twelve didn't make a difference uh with emailing them between 12 and 1 uh, okay if I started emailing okay. people after noon it did not make a huge difference as opposed to emailing them from 9 to noon Okay. And, so maybe <laughs> I'm wrong know. I don't know but hey, it, well, it, it probably <laughs> depends what industry you're sure. in right. for sure but you know it's just like we're so entangled in this idea of like constant interaction and communication and if someone texts you you gotta text them back someone emails you if someone Facebook messages yeah. you you mm-hmm. see it if they've seen that you've If they've seen your message Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know So it's like That shit freaks
1: me out That's And then that's I mean (laughs) mean, It's hard because This business is all about that Like Get at me right now Get right Yeah, Gotta fill this date It's creepy Yeah But I like it I like it Yeah No internet at all That's a That's a good Until noon Is that what it is Yeah No internet till noon
2: Unreal Yeah give yourself time To do The things that you'd like to do
0: That's Well yeah Give yourself that time that is, that is important, man. I, you are <laughs> dropping some uh, some knowledge, and I'm really I'm really appreciative of this this extended conversation. I mean, really, like we've had a lot of a lot, lot of firsts. Are we going long? Uh, no, 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 no. So, honestly, I mean, we've we've kind of had a series of firsts over the past few weeks. We've had uh our first duo, we had Jeff and Misty Perholz. Um, I love Jeff first, and
2: Misty. I know. Did they play any music? No, no. Because talked that. a lot
0: about Southgate House. That was like uh, oh, talking was about great. like a lot of you know, and I'm, I know you love played the Southgate there. Southgate House, yeah. Uh, and then we had um, <coughs> just slamming the factory on last Sweet. time, and yeah. I think Southgate House came up on that too. I'm sure. Yeah. That's yeah. become a running theme. Southgate. too. You've played what, there, what
2: right? The greatest. <laughs> many times <laughs> We got to work this there. in Yeah man I've played there man, so many times. Yeah. I'm glad that we can work this in because uh the Southgate House is one of the last independent venues of its size yeah. in our area where yeah. you're not paying the Live Nation and bullshit here, here. whatever yeah. fees like yeah. I don't man I'm not like I get it. I get the internet. I get social media. I wish I was a little had more motivation to take advantage of this. So if you're listening, I implore you make memes that say support local independent venues. If you make memes, make memes that say, go to bars and venues that have live music, even if it's on a night where you're just going drinking and they don't have live music, go to places that support the live, keep them open, especially the places that aren't just Live Nation venues and these other companies that are just screwing people. (laughs) like yeah. go to the Southgate House Revival in Newport Kentucky find venues where you live that are independently owned like we ha- people have to make a change and they have to support if you are into local shopping during the holiday season do if it you like to say that you go to the local farmers market and you're a badass with your local beats you know, you need to go and support your local venues because it's it's not mm-hmm. just going to a Dave Matthews Band concert or Jimmy Buffett once a year and that's and going fine. to fine. Like, and that, that is fine. Do that. Go for do, sure that. do that. But if you're gonna say that you love music and you love live music, then you need to go and find out that it's happening around you mm-hmm. and it's gonna change your life. Yes, the music, the community, yeah. the fact that there's people out there following their dreams might inspire you to follow yours, mm-hmm. and it's just an important thing for people to. To follow because
0: and those venues have to stay open. Yeah, like that's the bottom Absolutely. line. Absolutely, there's nowhere to play. Absolutely, I mean, where 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 yeah. can you see that? Where can you have oh, yeah. that?
2: Yeah, I can't you know? get a gig on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. Whether or not you like my music or not, it's like I can't rely on people staying home on Netflix. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because because I have you know I go to I go to shows. Mm-hmm. You know, people will see me out on a Friday night at a venue yeah. and they'll be like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I." I had the night off, so I came to a show. Yeah, you know, and they'd be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, dang!" Because you know, often I'm playing every weekend, but if yeah. I'm not, I'm You're usually going and supporting some yeah, local man. show because and just
0: giving enough for that community and, yeah, and just keeping it yeah. flowing. You know, you know, I mean,
2: you get you get what you put in, so it's yep. like, and I think about this too because I see people that are given opportunities from other people. I see these like, uh, I see a lot of people that aren't really don't show how grateful and, uh, grateful they are or maybe they're not grateful I just feel like uh, we're really lucky to be musicians Yeah, we're really lucky that people pay us to get to bang on instruments mm-hmm. and do what we think is special yes. and I can try and yes. prove that there's Neurological science that is going to neuroscience. Yeah, that's, that's what those words combine to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I could tell you all these mm. scientific reasons that music makes makes you feel better, makes your brain work better. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, but that won't change anything. People have to go out and they have to go out and, and and feel it and let loose because, like, I I might I might be wrong about everything in my life. I could have all the wrong opinions and looked at all the wrong sources and facts, but, uh, but. Shit, I just forgot where that was going, and that's kind of a weird place to end end an idea where I'm just completely wrong about stuff. Shit, I had a really good idea there. I was hanging on every
0: word, son. Damn.
2: I'll ruin that. But that's a part of uh, the cosmic humor, is that you could be on the verge of some poignant-ass shit
0: and then wreck that uh, band. Derailed. We're going yeah. to let the listeners make their own. God right. dang it. <laughs> This is what a Joe's Truck Stop show is like. Yes. All right. Uh, You know, a fun transition.
1: (laughs) What is a fun transition? Would be
0: when is after we just bash social media? Sorry, social media. That's all right. When is the next Joe's Truck Shot (laughs) Show? Joe's (laughs) Truck Stop Show. Oh man, Uh, we are playing
2: on December twenty eighth. Okay. With the Wooks and Front Country at the Southgate House Revival. Yes. Speaking of support. Uh and then Joe's Truck Stop goes on tour for the whole month of January. Okay.
0: Damn. Um,
1: Where are you going to? The fishing trip.
2: Yeah, this is the fishing this trip. This is the
1: fishing trip. So
2: we're gonna be in Asheville, mm-hmm. Raleigh, um, Charlotte not mm-hmm. in this order, um Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Uh, Orlando, Kissimmee, Melbourne, Florida. All those are in Florida. Nice. And then Miami, Sebring, Fort Myers, Sarasota. Oh, yeah, we got one back in Daytona Beach. Okay, uh, bouncing around. Tampa, uh, up to Hattiesburg, New Orleans at Folk oh, Alliance, yes. Lafayette, New Orleans. Austin, Houston. Oh man Keep it going We're setting something up In Denton And up to Wichita And then to Kansas City And oh, then shit. we're going to Columbia And then we're going <laughs> uh, uh, to Indianapolis And Woo. we're going back to Newport, Kentucky At the Southgate <laughs> House Revival I was gonna go for like A Howard Dean thing Remember that When he was like We're going ah! to Washington <laughs> And he <it's> just starts <laughs> screaming yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah, I was yeah. like Man yeah. I don't know That'd be a. That might just sound weird For everybody Not be a <laughs> quickly caught reference uh, <laughs> no i think oh, I like that's... joe just had a
0: seizure <laughs> i think most of our listeners you know they know they know what's up that's <laughs> like oh shit
2: you're not just look it quiet up. yeah that'd be good if i <laughs> like,
1: uh, all right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, also so there's a lot of man that's a lot of that's a lot of, uh yeah a you're basically moving on to the road right Bloody, yeah
0: um on a... the road uh, yeah. <laughs> Living in a van for a
2: month. And then uh, I get back home. Tillers start touring pretty regularly after that. Okay. More like truck summer. Stop dates. Like spring, uh, summer, February. Kind February. Of honestly, like I get back home wow. and we get right back to it in February. Damn. We got dates in California. Nice. We got a big local Unreal. festival, the String Breakers Ball, which we're about to intro- uh, announce. Cool. And introduce all the bands to mm-hmm. everybody. And then, uh, yeah, this then this summer heats up between Joe's truck stop, the Tillers, random truck stop waterfall gigs, Northern Kentucky bluegrass. I'm just gonna every say, are you Tuesday? gonna? So what
0: happens? Is that still gonna keep going? That people that want to check out that Northern Kentucky bluegrass band at Siss's? Uh, yeah, Does that just happen even if you're out of town? Kind yes, of deal? yeah, okay. yeah. So
2: I'm the guitar player, and when the fiddle player is not there, I sub on fiddle.
0: And then Scott's in. The fiddle player's there, whatever. the
2: mandolin player's not there, but the guitar player's there. I'll sub on the mandolin, you know. But, you know, if the fiddle player's not there and the mandolin player's not there and the guitar player's not there, but the banjo player's there and they got a different bass player, I might play one of those three instruments.
0: (laughs) Okay. But if people want to connect to the community locally... They can still go there. Sis is on Monmouth. Thing, Tuesday nights. Tuesday.
2: Yeah, um, you might that's need to sweet. reserve a table. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's insane. I've been it's there before. Yeah, and it's, some you Mary, better reserve a like, table. It's there's crazy. There's some folks that are going to awesome. fight
0: you. Ooh,
1: you yeah, man. take so,
0: Damn. Yeah, we got some hardcore fans. That's, ex- that's exciting stuff, man. Yeah. That, that's... Uh,
2: that's a really good band that does not record anything and does not play any other gigs so i highly recommend people actually go see that's cool see us play on tuesdays whether i'm there or not they're badass Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah totally that's exciting stuff man you said you've got are there any i know you have a lot of projects in your mind but any uh thing coming out soon the last record you put out was the joe's truck stop album or was it a tiller's album man we've put out a
2: few uh seven inches with okay tillers sure um sponsored by arnold's nice uh, local bar yeah. as well as uh, one of them was sponsored by jameson which was um live tracks that we'd recorded from at different concerts we also had a seven inch with makers mark and arnold's that was uh songs that we recorded specifically for that record and there's video of that online some of that stuff because it's not from old records with the tillers and um so yeah, Joe's Truck Stop record came out. Taylor's album came out. Um, I had a demo. I like to release some things a little secretly. Oh, nice. And just kind of put them online. And if you get them mm-hmm. in the span that they're online, then you got them. and If you, okay. did, if you didn't, then you didn't. Yeah, oh wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So Joe's Truckstop was always kind of like that. We used to release oh just home recorded demos and mm-hmm. make. CD cases out of brown bags and masking tape and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sharpies and drop pictures and stuff. So like, (laughs) so like, I, I still feel that. And I still like, I, I feel like, uh, you know, people are out there looking for something to make them happy. And so I don't mind like finding different ways to release music for certain people. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But, um, but I would say, uh, you know, if, if you're into what I, what I do and you've checked it out, uh, to look forward to, um, uh, some new tiller stuff in these in this next year here mm-hmm. we're uh working on the idea for something cool and then uh truck stop I've got uh, some cool ideas I mean I don't know I'm not trying to make I can't some people will be like yeah we're about to make something it sounds a lot like uh you know the band but kind of like Sturgill Simpson but with a little bit of Wu-Tang Clan just it's thrown like, in there and for me it's like I have no um I wanna, I wanna really like uh, treat it as like you know when you're painting something, and you see the first layer, you're not gonna, you have no idea what the final mm-hmm. product mm-hmm. is. You just yeah. have your first right. layer that yeah. you worked on, it's you know. Start, so it's yeah. like, I would never, I wouldn't want to hold it back by saying that yeah. I'm gonna do something. And I've already told enough people what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I will say that's something I would like to do musically, and maybe this is a cool way to end what we're doing because uh we've been talking for a while and i feel like
0: it's oh, m- my fault <laughs> no this has been <laughs> awesome that's why man. you're here and i i was gonna say that this is might be a first this might be a two-parter we'll find out maybe we'll I have to know. consult uh, maybe i'll Jeff. come back no, oh well, you'll definitely coming back i would love
2: if i could be a recur- recurring character in Ooh. the in the mojo universe oh yeah dude you just let me know you i'm totally me? down I will yeah. say, though, um, if for people, that it is interesting, too, which is not everybody, because sometimes people don't like to hear all these words in the same sentence, but um, like I said before, like I take a lot of um, inspiration from old country and blues and folk music and from uh, old funk and soul and R&B mm-hmm. and hip-hop. I, there's a lot of music that I'm into, and um, I really want to find ways to explore doing new things inspired by different styles that people haven't really done. Mm. And mm. so if if those are styles that you're also into, which I know a lot of people that love Bill Monroe as much as they love Wu-Tang Clan, yep. as much yep. as they love Buck Owens, as much as they love, you know, whoever else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, I think you might dig what I'm going to be doing. And, awesome. Uh, and awesome. I'm going to be They're trying cool. to, I'm not saying I'm going to make like hip-hop country music, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there's certain elements (laughs) of things that were done in hip-hop that I want to find ways to like to use and recreate, and and, and maybe people won't get it and realize the inspiration, but I want to be able to create something that's unique and original Mm -hmm. to who I am, to what my experience is, and I hope that artists out there also seek that out because I feel like there's a lot of pressure to not be you, Mm -hmm. and I hope that people go out there and then they, as artists, their focus is to be themselves, yeah. Because you're gonna make the have the biggest effect on other people by being yourself, because you're gonna give the you're such a unique perspective. And if your intent is positive, then you have the opportunity to really help people and create a relatability uh, yeah. between you and Absolutely. others and complete strangers. And so I think that um, you know, people should feel really good about making art, and I hope that people strive to be. Mo- the most themselves deconstruct why you are the way you are yeah yeah feel Tell, out all th- the question. pressures question yeah, question you know, why you it. like what you like yeah. and figure out who you are and why you are the way you are and seek out the answers to the questions that you have like mm-hmm. do all those things because that's not what society wants you to do society doesn't want you to. not say. what it tells you it doesn't want you to say why do i like this pop song that my other friend doesn't like it doesn't, you know, which is any music is fine. I hear drums in the bass, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm I'm into it already, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can't take away from anyone liking anything, but you got to know that there's there's so much to gain and learn, and that like the people that run the music industry, they don't want you to be an enlightened listener. They want you to listen to the formulaic stuff that they have, and it might be
0: good, and mm-hmm. it might be great, and it might yeah. make
2: you feel good about yourself, which is all totally valid. But there's so much. At much any more point out there. in time but there is so much more out there and and there's and without that corporate whole thing where it's like you know they're making money off of thinking like you know they're they're, they're not the most positive intentioned people that run the music yeah, corporations and sure. the yeah. music industry so i think that as long as people follow themselves and their hearts you can create the most positive uh, connection for people and other things might be more accessible but you gotta be yourself, yeah, even you, if it's and you, tough, and you got to, yeah, and uh it's uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say, just be yourself be i was yourself, I was trying yeah. to tell people, I was trying to thank people for being themselves, yeah, and uh, I think you guys being you because i fucking love you guys and oh, brian man, played you, on my album brian, yes he did E.G. played saxophone on the joe's truck i american dreams to play a song called knock Knockin' boots he played he was, helped me me uh colin, colin thompson, thompson. Colin thompson though, he helped yeah. me they they both helped me write out an arrangement that i had been thinking about and hadn't really figured out that myself was so fun. i sent it to them they kind of figured out different harmonies and different ways to do it we got to like work together I'm excited to do that again with them. Yeah, I don't know how much, how Absolutely. often you guys get props on your radio, sh- on your podcast, but I just want to do this because I love you guys, and Daniel Peterson is one of the oh, grooviest, one of my favorite man. drummers man. in Cincinnati. <laughs> I've always thought that. I'm not here to like, fucking kiss ass or nothing, and I, I wouldn't, I, but I love him. <laughs> well, thank you, baby. I'm not going to kiss your butt. <laughs> right. I'm going to tell you how much I love you, and I love your drumming, and I think that drumming is just a really special art form that isn't uh that most people don't realize uh just how um uh unique and special it is uh, oh man thank you very much kind of yeah. redundant
1: a little bit but nah man uh, you know hey, i feel ya. it's hard to express how i <laughs> feel about the drums <laughs> you know <Yeah>. but uh
2: <laughs> no i just i really appreciate y'all as, as, as human beings Absolutely. too i think that what you're doing here is really cool and i hope that it it you guys keep killing it because the interviews I've listened to have been so fun and
0: I appreciate
2: um, that man I'm excited to, to just see what you guys do and I hope you have me back or if you guys do that sort of thing oh, we're gonna we have, have you back. back
1: we got some ideas man we're gonna mm-hmm. uh, we've got some ideas brewing where we bring a bunch of different guests back Together, story time. story
0: time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man.
1: But we're gonna have repeat.
2: Yes. Guess. Cool. Repeat guys. Cool. Yeah. I left alone I think, some I think you're stories high on for next that list time. So. for right yeah. now, if you guys so. want to hear about the Russian mafia, or uh, <laughs> if you guys want to hear about a uh, Quaker couch orgies, yeah.
1: or um... uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> I mean, now. You know, I, I, a... I, look, look. <laughs> I love this on a
0: cliffhanger, it. man. <laughs> This is perfect. You are. This is perfect. Yeah, Yo, consider I yourself booked. I got a crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a story. For we're gonna, you're already having right to. Now, we're going <laughs> to have to radio him in when he's on tour on his fishing trip. Yeah, right. Like, all um, right, Warner's Joe. We got, fish, got Joe yeah. remote. Oh, but he's that would in, be pretty he's great. Be, he's in chain. Kansas City,
2: but. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I I want to have you back just to you know. Keep talking about how much you like how I play drums. I mean, that's cool. I too. just want to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> you can have me back just to hang. You don't have to press record. We'll just talk
2: because I like talking to you guys.
0: <laughs> like talking to you. I guess gotta have Oh my god! Man. Now that we know. had such a good time. Yeah,
2: This has been awesome. So
0: go out on the town.
1: Is it appropriate now to ask where people can find you and what you're doing and and all
0: your stuff Yeah, we uh, want to frame that so I know we talk a lot about social media, yeah. but it's it's a way for people to connect. Totally. So how can people connect with yeah. you?
1: Hey, I use
2: it. I can't, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be hypocritical. Yeah. I just think we have to be aware regulate of, aware of what it's doing to our brains, mm. you know. Um, yeah. Man, I'm on Facebook. We I made a mm-hmm. website for Joe's Truck Stop this year. Okay. What's it uh, Took 9 years. What's it, it called? I'm, Is it
0: joestruckstopmusic.com? <laughs> joestrucks.music.com yeah man
2: it's good Uh, it's HTML I'm just kidding hell yeah no no, I'm
0: not uh,
2: capable Uh, but MySpace um (laughs)
0: Can find you all no, in I'm my sorry, space. I was
2: saying, no, we're not in my space. I was thinking about my old HTML skills, <laughs> and I'm just trying to get other people to feel nostalgic for just a moment before this ends, just so you feel that little serotonin. Just a little whatever. release. A little yeah, a little release. You know,
0: oxytocin. Whatever
2: nostalgia, the, the nostalgia chemical is, mm-hmm. that release. <laughs> yes.
3: Right. Experience that shit.
1: <laughs> Anyhow, um... What are we talking about? So yeah, I mean Joe's truck stop. Joe's
2: truck stop. Yeah, we're on the f- social space. media. Uh, Twitter. Is that uh, you are talking about MySpace? We're on MySpace. Yeah, definitely oh my not MySpace. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to no. stop. Um, my you, got, you. Got the uh, Facebook
0: ba- You got the Facebook face.
2: We're on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> we're on Facebook. We have a website. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have an Instagram. I haven't posted okay. for a while on these things, and it's in heaven and flow. You know, that's kind of been yeah, a recurring yeah. theme. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've been a. Uh, I'm not going to go on some philosophical uh, social media rant here. I would just say you can follow us at any of those places. You can get in touch with me at joestruckstop at gmail.com if you want to talk about. The stuff, stuff. Booking. You can call me at five one three seven eight nine six seven. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope. I just made that up. Nope. I made that
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's number that is, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I thought that'd be funny. Uh,
1: or we can find you at Sis on SIS's Mama. on Mama And talk on to you on person. nights. But come. not in January when you're not in January, not in January. Yeah. uh yeah. C- find
2: truck stop tillers dates on uh, online and uh come, come see a show and
0: tillers have their whole own like Oh yeah, you know, social media universe.
2: Yeah, I made uh I made a website, Tiller's website too. It's pretty sweet. Sean runs all the social media. He does a great job. Oh yeah. But uh yeah, man. you can see it we keep everything updated. Uh, just another thing we have to do every day. It's just another thing. Working yep. musicians yep. <laughs> stare at screens I and mean, and that's really exciting mm-hmm. thing to end on that concept yeah you know, <laughs> staring at screen yeah yeah
0: you could rephrase that as as just having to, to work it every day baby no and,
2: and it is and and I love that uh I'm lucky I'm lucky as how, I'm lucky as how to be here right now with same you, you fine fellas yes sir. um you guys are awesome you are I'm awesome so excited Joe. for uh for the easy mojo podcast to mm-hmm. keep uh exposing well exposing is a weird word but uh Showing off, showing off, bunch of Cincinnati, and I'm sure you guys will interview people from all over the and place and beyond. Yeah. yeah, I mean
0: anybody just that that's in this kind of community, we talk about community a lot throughout yeah. the the you know different guests we have, whether they're bakers or educators or artists right. yeah, or man. business owners or musicians or whatever. There's mm-hmm. just you know trying to get people with that similar community feeling has been a, a big goal for us um, yeah. from the inception of this whole venture, and I mean you know we can't thank you enough for coming on and, yeah, and furthering that being a part of it yeah. and just being willing to to hang out with this man
2: let me toss one more nerdy ass philosophy let's right. do philo- 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 it down. philosophy thing here yeah there's a guy named Bob he wrote a book called Prometheus Rising okay. and in this book he said that people uh, used to need each other that uh you used to mm-hmm. know everyone that did something for you. And mm-hmm, you used to be mm-hmm. able to trade them your skills. Like, if you could grow food, you would trade it to someone that might knit clothes. Oh, you know? okay. And you knew who did these things. Yeah, and you yeah, knew yeah. that there were Different people, skills, there were yeah. faces and human beings behind the reason that you live as comfortably as you do. Mm-hmm. And that community and relationships were a social currency. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. a, like a, they helped you get by yeah. in life because Tempt you, you were able to to be with other people and communicate with them mm-hmm. and share and give and not just be worried about getting. Mm-hmm. And that today that is solely, uh, as, not solely, but it's in a been taken by money. Money is now mm-hmm. that same social, social currency yeah. or social media, yeah. media, uh, yeah. influence, whatever. But like really, like money has taken this place where like you don't need to know who made something because you got sure. the money to not know. Yeah, you don't have to know someone personally because you can order something online, or you don't have to go talk to right. somebody at a store, or bar, or whatever it mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. and it's you know, people need those interpersonal relationships as a way of surviving. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a, when people find community, it's a special moment because yeah. they're like, whoa. This local music community, people want to go and support each other. Absolutely. I could. I saw Absolutely. that guy at the last yep. show and that lady yeah. at the last yeah. show. Yeah, I'm going to come back. I might Absolutely. see them again. Yeah. You I might know? talk to that person. It's, and and yeah. it's not just music. All these ideas that we talk about that we found through our experiences playing music relate to yeah. everything else we do if we look at those things in the same perspective mm-hmm. and with the same conscious idea of... This is a positive thing. This is something that creates community. This mm-hmm. is something that will help people live better lives, you mm-hmm. know, for themselves. And so I think that like those are the most important things and those are the most things that feel worthwhile to us as human beings. I could yeah. be wrong, maybe not for everybody, for, for me personally, like knowing that I'm able to do something that's positive for others makes me it makes it easier for me to get up every day. Absolutely. And so I hope that, you know, what I hope mm-hmm. from my music I make, from conversations I have with people being able to get to talk about my ideas in a, in a forum like this, I, I hope that people can go home and think or listen wherever they're at and think, like, all right, I'm capable of, of affecting people's lives positively every day. How can I do that? You know? And um, Ask the and question. it makes everything easier. It makes it easier. Because difference. you start to know mm-hmm. that like all those little things add up and every little thing you do for yourself or for someone mm-hmm. else adds up. Yeah. And uh, it'll lead. To community, at least to happiness, you know.
0: And just a better world, man. I mean, yeah, that's man. the goal. Yeah, but it's awesome. Joe, we can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. Seriously. Like this has been Love you fun, guys. Really Yeah, yeah been great, great time So, like we said, you can find Joe on Joe's truck stop, look him up. Um, you can do all the all the social media stuff. He wants to talk to you. We <laughs> want you to talk to him and just we keep want this you thing to talk rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Wu Go see him play. Wu Tang.
1: DP, how yeah. can people find us as always? They can find us at EasyMojoBaby.com. Yeah, baby. Yup. Baby, baby. Spotify, everything. Facebook,
0: yeah. all things. Give us a like, subscribe,
1: yeah. tell share your it with your friends.
0: <laughs> um, if you know the answers to any of the questions that we asked on this podcast, <laughs> please give us. Footloose.
1: Yes! Footloose. Footloose.
2: Oh God. God damn it. Yeah. Now we look like idiots. Everyone's like, yeah, footloose. Now <laughs> you,
0: you <got> remember. <laughs> oh, that's wow. the episode, everybody.
1: That's it. Footloose, it, y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say comment in the in the comments. Comment anyway, give us your love, but but we so figured it out, God. y'all. Joe Mastery. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> that's it everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.
1: See y'all.